Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, a 97.3. Lionel Patterson, South African Voices, 25 minutes for 6, 97.3. This is City. Alright, so I saw something I thought was really nice. It says, success has an equation. And you know, there's no real shortcut to success, but I thought this was really neat. So, the skills you use plus the relationships you choose equals success. Think about that. The skills you use 
plus the relationships you choose equals success it's not the skills you have but it's the skills you use so you may have lots of skills but refuse to deploy them so it's not just knowing it's also applying so success is a consequence of application and choices application and choice i thought that was really nice what do you choose to do who do you choose to relate with yes the skills you so we train people for skill but we choose our relationships and nobody succeeds just by skill alone you also need relationships neither can you succeed by relationships alone you need skills because inevitably your lack or your choice not to use your skill can affect the relationship so the question is money how balanced is your success equation are you leaning towards the relationship side or the skill side where do you need to make amendments there are some guys who are very good with skills but very poor with relationships there are some who are great relationships absolute zero application of skills make sure both sides of the equations balance don't forget this week we're talking about your people skills people principles the bedrock principle trust is the foundation of any relationship the situation principle never let the situation mean more than the relationship yesterday we spoke about the bob or the opener principle when you have a problem with everybody you are usually the problem well today we'll talk about the approachability principle being at ease with ourselves helps others to be at peace with us being at ease with ourselves helps others to be at ease with us we can give no greater gift to others than putting them at ease so the question i ask myself will people say i'm easy to approach about difficult issues if you are you are working well the approachability principle business has brought you by adb get up to 80 percent of your next net monthly salary with a quick loan advance if you pass your salary through our bank call 0243-273-369 adb truly a greek and more and airtel tigo business is making business simple with cutting edge business solutions like dedicated internet mobile service data co-location and more call us on 0577-555-000 or send an email to business at airteltigo.com.gh for flexible total solutions for your business Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3.
32 Getting straight into the newspaper review Brought to you by Total Petroleum An award winning oil marketing company We are the outstanding OMC of the year At the Ghana West Africa Business Excellence Awards 22 This is because we are committed to excellence And we give quality and innovative service With great pride we dedicate these awards to you Our valued customer Thank you for your unwavering trust and loyalty to the Total Energies brand. And of course, as to Fidelity Bank, Yenko Dubai. Anytime you need a Dubai trip. You need a Dubai. You need, you need Dubai in your life. To, to brighten up your day. <laughs> well, Fidelity is offering that for the agent that is able to bring up the most smart accounts make the most deposits transfers and withdrawals between now and october so if you're an agent make sure you bring those customers in make sure you get them doing what they ought to do this is a celebration of our 15th anniversary call us on 0593-837-146 fidelity bank believe with us So good morning to Godfred as well and Nathan. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you Hi. very much, Hi. Bernard. How are you guys doing? Yeah, fantastic, fantastic, Looking fantastic. Looking forward to the day. Oh yeah, it's a day from Friday. It looks like it's going to rain. I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, I see dark class. Yeah. We need to check the weather forecast this morning. From my phone, it says it's What does it say? Rain. It says scattered thunderstorms. Where? In where? In Accra. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what he said, but I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll check Ghana Meteo later. No, it's changed. Okay, hold on. It's, okay. Yeah, it's changed to sunny. Yes, so, so we're gonna get some sun. <laughs> That's what they are saying, but I don't know. Maybe I, 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 normally, I think it will rain in the, in the next few what, days. What uh, on my phone? They say Adabraka, twenty-six degrees Celsius. Then they have cloud with the sun. We don't trust Adabraka. your phone. Go and check Ghana meet you. Okay, I'll go there. <laughs> whilst we start the review, I'll bring you Ghana Yes, Michio. so you let me start the review yes. whilst you check Ghana meet your Twitter. They, they, they deliver their power. Oh, they, oh they, they have a Twitter account? <laughs> I, I must, I must, I must. I didn't know. What's, what's the Twitter I'm handle? A, oh, Ghana meet you. I would, have, met. I would have never known. Um, let me say that they've done really, really well with their updates. And most importantly, how they communicate the updates. You know, Meteo is very technical. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they are able to... Their, their releases are in easily understandable language. So I should just search Ghana Meteo yes. on Twitter. Ghana, yes. One word, M-E-T. So you can space E-O. it out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they right. do regular updates. I'm very, how, very happy with how that. How come you've never told me this? I'm, I check every morning. I don't know hey, you keep it morning. to yourself. Oh, you are not good. You are not a good friend. 
it's open. My internet is doing something. But it's okay, open. so Ghana Meteo, official Ghana Meteo account, yeah. ISO certified provider yeah. of aviation. But and people don't follow them. I just started following. How many them. followers do they have? Um, just give me a minute. Ghana Meteo should have like two million followers. Twelve point one k. Ah, and yet. So now this. Okay, this. Oh. Okay, the the pinned tweet yeah. is from May twenty six. Move the But I'm coming down. Yeah. Um, the cloudy weather along the coast will be this placed by sunny conditions as the day progresses oh, so a right. bright start is expected over the rest of the country there's possibility of a thunderstorm or rains over parts of the middle sector later in the day mm-hmm. so they were right so yesterday they said there were scattered thunderstorms yes. then they've given the temperature thingy yeah. like the whole so break. and they give the percentage no this is of, great yeah, yeah, yeah. this is great so this people is great. should follow them Ghana met you every Sorry. morning they deliver every morning so just follow them anyway front page of the daily graphic mm. rains butter Accra roads mm. minister deploys mobile maintenance unit to fix problems photos mm. of a portion of the tuba road and then the fertilizer road at Tishinu. i don't know how a road is called fertilizer road <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then oh, the ghana health service records five cases of monkeypox mm. illegal chinese miners jailed 15 years and then uh yeah it's green ghana day tomorrow we'll talk about that later all right, all right the ghanaian times says health alert ghana records five monkeypox cases mm. ghs urges public to take precautionary measures to avoid spread president inaugurates 175 million cd cereal manufacturing plant in tema mm-hmm. bush meat is toxic not good for consumption that's according to dr ofori boatin and on the back page of uh, the Ghanaian Times, Damfa Agenda 101 Hospital to begin as Chiefs Release Land. An alleged encroacher on CSR land at Frafraha arrested. Front page of the Herald this morning. Uh, Kufado's Cathedral bargain with God swallows 200 million Ghana cities public money. That's the big story they have. The tale of two Rasta boys from their parents. One good, the other ugly. Mm. Okay, the Chronicle says... COVID-19 cases rising again as majority uh, majority of victims are children in schools. Government committed to adding value to raw materials, that's according to the president. Mm-hmm. TVET is our solution to unemployment, that's mm. according to Mr. Samuel Osesa Akodia, who okay. is the MPP's youth organizer mm. for New Jabin. And they have a big advert on the front page of the Chronicle. Tomorrow is Green Ghana Day, hashtag let's go planting. Mm. And still with the Green Ghana Day, the informal newspaper says be, don't go and buy the seedlings, the seedlings are free and minority MPs demand for probing to his activities parliament not clothed with powers this according to mm. the coalition mm. okay. the new crusading guide says BOG buys 3,500 ounces of gold from Newmont mm. Doma Central MPP supporters fight Ajima Menu over poor performance mm. and they also have the ad which talks about Green Ghana Okay, Day. so Green Ghana and is tomorrow everybody's yes. talking about yeah, it and finally from me the front page of the BNFT Bernard transport hikes push inflation to 27% in hmm. May hmm. AGI pushes for duty exemption on raw material Imports. Government has invested $131 million in latest TVET initiative. And uh, oh, is that Isaac Dogbe here? Well, it looks like he's gotten a new endorsement. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk about that later as well. All right. The business finder says Dr. Bamia officially launches no guarantor for students' loan scheme. All right. Commonwealth Business Forum, CBG MD engages British PM, and they also have the Green Ghana Day. Let's start with citybusinessnews.com. Ghanaian markets are now getting more. Sorry, Ghanaian products are now getting more shelf space in leading supermarkets. This is according to Confidence. Mm. Now, this is a tracker they've been doing for the past couple of years. So, Ghanaian products are getting more shelf space now. Meanwhile, inflation continues upward surge. Now, 27.6%. 
in other stories on city business news ismail ibrahim unravels the tax maze for smes and absa introduces first ever qr feature for atm city newsroom itself also leads with uh, inflation but this one the response john kuma says government is still eyeing eight percent inflation target despite recent increases meanwhile government restricted cereal exportation to boost food production this is the president yesterday and then minority vows to block government bills over delay in passing anti-lgbtq bill and then the interior minister is talking about our borders he says more personnel have been deployed to ghana's borders amid terror threats meanwhile there's also no school feeding caterer has been paid this is the association and then fair wages to meet teacher unions over cost of living allowance all on the front page of city newsroom my jaw online consuming bushmeat cannot spread monkeypox this is from kumasi traders you read something about bushmeat yep well they are saying it has nothing to do with monkeypox <laughs> meanwhile uh, the advisory role of the council of state is redundant this is professor Bafour ajimandria and then polio vaccine shortage is northern region that's also on my jaw online and lpg uses lament increase in prices Keep an eye on that story. We may touch on it later on. Star FM's lead story is Dairy to Police. You will be held accountable for extrajudicial killings. Meanwhile, Dufour's Ahunta project event rescheduled over last minute disagreement. This is NDC. And then four armed robbery suspects uh, arrested, one dead. That's all on Star FM. Ghana News Agency is talking about minority to impede passage of government bills over delay in LGBT passage. President Commission State of the Art Infant Serial Plants. This is good news and reconstruction of apiate to cost 70 million according to the minister i will take you to a few more places ghana reports ghana confirms five monkey pox cases in three regions school sued over alleged negligence and open cocoa board never suffered any financial loss according to witness if you go to nigeria um nigeria seals 25,000 illegal pharmacies in eight years according to an official this is the premium times newspaper and then we know who's going to lead the APC. Tinubu is leading mm. that party for mm-hmm. the general election next Tinubu year. In second. fact, if you go to the channels TV as well, APC must unite behind Bola Tinubu, according to Buhari, the president. Meanwhile, Atiku meets PDP governors, and PDP says they are confident. So it looks like <laughs> very interesting. Let me go to Bloomberg quickly. Shell may receive two local bids for Nigeria oil fields. That's the lead story on Bloomberg Africa. And then uh, they also have the Nigeria Picks Party's Tinubu as presidential candidate. And then, according to a story in the technology column, long COVID may cause diabetes and hypertension, according to a new discovery. Let me go to Business Insider. Oil prices are nowhere near their peak, as Chinese demand hasn't fully returned. This is an OPEC member saying. Meanwhile, Africa's richest man, Aliko Dangote, drops out of top 60 billionaires list, even as his net worth continues to rise. Let's get into the details. All right. I will start from the back page of the Daily Graphic with some mm-hmm. fantastic news mm-hmm. for you, Bernard. A fiery military hospital ready December. Wow. Yes, contractors working on the 500-bed military hospital at Afari in the Chumawambiaja district of the Ashanti region mm. have given an assurance that the hospital will be ready for inauguration by December this year. Mm-hmm. A full training program has also been put in place to bring staff up to speed on the operations of the modern equipment for full-scale operation after the official inauguration. Mm-hmm. All of the fiscal infrastructure, including staff accommodation facilities mm-hmm. and medical blocks, have been completed while installation of equipment is also far at 
advance now mm-hmm. um this has been handled by um eurojet the invest mm-hmm. who have already handed over five of the nine hospitals that they're supposed to work on mm-hmm. now once completed this hospital will become ghana's second military hospital yeah after the 37 military hospital very important project yes. take pressure of confanoche yes. yes it's like that, our 37 in Kumasi. yeah basically that's what the story is saying yep. now the facility has 17 specialist clinics yep pharmacy units theaters mm. labs kitchen laundry morgue among others it also has medical waste sewage and a water treatment plant mm. a 54 flat staff accommodation Thank very you. important a gas generation system a parking lot for more than 700 cars and a helipad yeah it has a six kilometer internal road network and a 40 acre landscaping on the 260,000 meter square the helipad project. is critical imagine if somebody gets an accident say a teaching man yeah and you have to convey them to a hospital mm-hmm. a lot of times they have to bring them to accra yeah and this hospital was one of the list we sent to the yeah, president from 2018 it's a very important project eventually is yeah. ready we thank the lord for that Amen. we're talking about hospitals getting ready um work is to begin on the construction of a hospital at Danfa mm. in the land Kwantanai municipality in accra that's according to the greater accra regional minister henry Quarty. okay the project is under the agenda 111 initiative mm-hmm. and it's uh, going to happen because the chiefs and people of Adam Robert and mm-hmm. Tinibi, Tinibi and Adam Robert, they are um, the chiefs released 50 land. acres of land to the government. Okay, it's so. a very important story as well. Let's go to the front page of the graphic. They yeah, have about, about roads. We've started, we've spoken about that yeah, before. They have a long the rains are the best quality check for everything in Ghana, and yeah. they've exposed our roads. The exhaustiveness of the story if your road is not mentioned you don't have a problem <laughs> <laughs> you know yes last couple of days we listed some roads we are yes. sending a second list to them for updates as well oh, okay. but the rains have shown you, you want to hear the list that is all you're interested let's in get it let's get okay. in there so <laughs> the recent rains have exposed the poor state of main roads in some parts of the accra and Tema metropolis mm-hmm. a number of tired roads have had their surfaces washed away while others had developed uh potholes and gullies mm-hmm. so in accra the affected roads include the hokobi teoshie botiano old barrier road Greda Estate, Dr. Buzia Highway, Teshi First Junction, Fertilizer Dam. Everywhere, Down. everywhere. <laughs> Halaji Malik area, Zongo Junction, Traffic Lights, Happy Days, Session of the Motor Road and Japan Motors. And then if you go to Kaswa mm-hmm. at the hillside, a couple of meters from the toll booth, flooding and loss of silt had gradually led to the destruction of parts of the road. Mm-hmm. Now, if you went to Gas South, uh, the municipal roads engineer, the Danosua, said the assembly was taking inventory of roads that had been destroyed mm-hmm. by the rains. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, in the case of the Plaku Road, mm-hmm. which had been badly damaged, he said the contractor had, as a matter of urgency, been asked to put a culvert across. Mm-hmm. He says, quote, as I speak to you, I'm with the contractor right now on site. Mm-hmm. It is part of the intermediary measures we are taking to restore the roads. Mm-hmm. Now, you go to J- Zongo Junction as well. Mm-hmm. They have a problem there. The Accra Academy Road. Has also it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's like <laughs> terrible. So Tessie Ted uh, Avenue down through the Fourth Avenue, mm-hmm. Greater Estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, residents had to fill both sides of a newly constructed bridge oh. to enable vehicles to ply the area. Mm-hmm. The situation was not different from the Freedom Shopping Center at Seventh Avenue. Mm-hmm. Then there's an Ontario that fertilizer down. And then if you go to Lejokuku, mm-hmm. the MCE. Okay, so what is the the ministry saying? The roads are plenty. What is the ministry's assurance? Well, the assurance is that uh, the mobile maintenance unit of the ministry has been deployed to rehabilitate all the roads in the country. All right. So did they give a date? No. 
Okay, Nathan, let's come back to you. Well, page 16 of the Ghanaian Times it says Ghana records five monkeypox cases. Mm -hmm. Now, Ghana has recorded five cases of monkeypox and a number of influenza cases. That's according to Dr. Patrick Kumabuaji, who's the DG of the Ghana Health Service. Mm -hmm. He said a total of 12 suspected cases of monkeypox had been recorded as of March 24, mm -hmm. out of which five had been confirmed. Mm -hmm. He was speaking yesterday at the minister's. A briefing mm -hmm. uh, in Accra. Mm -hmm. Now, apart from the cases recorded locally, he said another Ghanaian who traveled to the US had also been confirmed as having the disease. Let's talk about inflation. Inflation yeah, continues upward surge, and then we'll talk also about the president launching the cereal factory. All right, so let me tell you about inflation mm. and uh, AGI. Yeah. On, the, on pages two and three of the BNF, let's start from inflation. Transport mm. hikes push inflation to 27%. Almost 40% increase. Yeah, that's on page three. Attempts to cool off inflationary pressures remain unsuccessful as consumer inflation increased almost fourfold mm. to 27% mm. uh, on year from 7.5% last year. Mm. Consumer inflation, which measures changes in the price of a fixed basket of goods and services purchased by households in the country, increased by 4 percentage points from 23% recorded in the previous months. This is coming from data released by the Ghana Statistical Service. Mm -hmm. Now, according, this was largely led by transport, mm -hmm. which continued to dominate the price rises, recording 39%, followed by household equipment and maintenance, which recorded 33% and housing, uh, water, gas, and electricity are 32%. Mm. Now, the food and non-alcoholic beverage basket was the fourth largest contributor to price rises in May, mm -hmm. increasing by 30%. Now, on page two of the same paper, the producers want a review of import duty on raw materials meant for production mm. so as to make locally made products competitive. This is coming from the AG. Can you give me some more details on that? Because okay. the confidants have also released a new report that okay. says local so, manufactured products are now gaining more prominence on the shelves of some of our Okay, so according to CEO of AG, I said Chuma Kwabwa, we want importers of raw materials to be considered because elsewhere producers do not pay duty uh, on import he said. Alright, now Confidant has released the latest survey on shelf space in supermarkets. This is the third edition of the Made in Ghana survey and they have shown that uh, Ghanaian products in supermarkets saw a marginal increase. Now across 11 supermarkets considered considered Made in Ghana brands constitute 31% of the 20 selected product categories while foreign brands comprise 69%. So it's almost 70-30. The Made in Ghana share was 18% in the 2019 survey and 20, 26% in 2020 survey. So from 18% to 26% to 30%. It's a positive trajectory upwards. And then the top five made in Ghana products were, can you guess? Eggs, number one. Okay. That's 63% of eggs on our supermarkets were made in Ghana. Think about that. It means 40% of the eggs are from abroad. Water, 59%. So that's 60%. Six out of every four. Cooking oil, 46%. Don't forget there was a ban of export of cooking oil for some place. Fruits and veggies, 48%, which means more fruits from abroad are consumed yeah. in these supermarkets than from home. And then sugar and salt, 40.3. Now, can you guess the West 5? The West 5 made in Ghana products were noodles and pasta, only 6% made here. Wooden products and utensils, 7%. Biscuits and confectionery, 11%. Beauty cream and oil, 16%. And then drinks, generally 17%. We'll discuss this later on the show. Take me to uh, President Nestle. He commissioned yes. a factory. That's on page two of the Chronicle. Mm. Now, the president uh, has said that uh, the government was taking deliberate steps to refocus the investment priorities of the country, adding that it was taking action to mobilize the resources necessary mm. for the growth of these priority areas. Now, he was speaking at a ceremony to commission an infant cereal manufacturing plant at the Tema Industrial Area built yep. by Nestle. Mm. It was built at a cost of 175 million CDs. 
it has a capacity of 6,900 6, metric tons. Mm -hmm. And uh, the president said it would create some 800 mm. direct jobs. Very good. Let, let's get other stories for you. A security story. More personnel to be deployed to Ghana's borders. This is Ambrose Derry. He was speaking yesterday. Interior Minister says government is taking terror threats attacking Ghana seriously. He says government is leaving no stone unturned in its quest to protect the lives and property. He was speaking on the floor of parliament said the GIS had increased its border patrols to check persons living in the country illegally. Additionally persons or additional persons have been deployed by the uh, to the Ghana Immigration Service Border Command to beef up our border patrols. Then still on citynewsroom.com there is a concern from the minority about the delay in the passage of the anti-LGBTQIA bill. Minority is threatened to block the passage of any government bill if the LGBTQIA bill is not worked on with dispatch in the House. Chairman of the committee working on the bill has been accused of deliberately slowing down work on the bill with no clear sign of progress made more than a year after its introduction. Speaking on the floor of Parliament, Minority Chief with Muntaka Mubarak stressed the need for the bill to be dealt with speedily. But if you go to my journal online, the chairman of the committee is sort of responding and he says muntaka cannot fault me for not doing my job correctly the chairman okay muntaka cannot fault me for doing my job correctly chairman of the committee of legal constitutional and parliamentary affairs kwami ahimedwentri has resisted the minority's claim that he has deliberately delayed the passage of the promotion of proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family values bill he explained that contrary to the claims that the passage of the bill is delayed the committee has currently completed a public hearing and will proceed with the clause by clause consideration uh, when he submits his report to plenary. Yeah, let me do a bit of politics as well with you. MPP aspirants troop to pick nomination forms. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's on page 17 of the Daily Graphic. NPP headquarters yesterday came alive with activities as prospective aspirants vying for national executive positions trooped mm -hmm. to the party's office to pick nomination forms. Among those who picked nomination forms for the position of General Secretary of Frederick Opari Ansan, Idrisu Musa, Justin Kudia, while the Greater Accra Regional Secretary of the MPP, Daniel D. Parker France, picked the forms for incumbent General Secretary John Buedu. Mm. Uh, let me take you abroad now have okay. a few interesting before that Nathan wanted to do a quick story or uh, yes yes think that since you're talking about the MPP and all Domas Central MPP seems to have issues with the health minister what are they saying now they say he's come under intense pressure from his constituents who are accusing him of doing very little in 12 years as an MP oh okay that's, now, that's local politics <laughs> yes. let's leave that what I wanted to bring to you was LPG users are lamenting increase in prices this is a story on my jaw online and consumers of liquefied petroleum gas are saying that the rate at which prices are going up is just unbelievable. Yeah. And that's a story they filed on the front page by Mamiese Thompson. Now, according to the story, many Ghanaians are struggling to afford the cost of refilling their gas cylinders due to the increased price of liquefied petroleum gas. At a time when the cost of food from the restaurants is hitting the roof, many say the woes have been aggravated as they suffer to fill their cylinders for domestic cooking. Charlie. Now, two weeks ago, a resident of Alaju called Deborah visited a gas station to buy gas worth 90 CDs. Filling a 14.5 kg cylinder would cost her 180, mm. but she could only afford less than half of that. The mm. LPG had run, so she visited the filling station to fill it again, but by this time around, Deborah could only afford 50 CDs. You know, yesterday I was talking to a friend who lives in Dansoman, yeah. and he says that he, he calculates how much he spends on bread, and he says that the, in October last year, his mm. bread shop he used to buy a full butter bread. Mm. For 10 CDs, mm. he says mm. this week the bread is 18 CDs. So, yeah. by his calculation, the rate at which the bread price has increased is 
how he, he mm. said is it 80 percent or something yeah. from eight from 10 to, 10 to one to eight, yeah. 18. but even with tea bread i'm a regular consumer of tea bread i yeah. buy it every dawn mm. before i leave home mm. and I, last year i used to buy it at three cities i'm buying it at six cities this year so it's doubled so is why even the inflation figure you know what's interesting about inflation figure all the drivers of inflation have increased higher than the headline inflation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I think is interesting. Yeah. But talking about food, I'm mm. sticking with that. On mm. page 9, the mm. WTO has a warning and they're saying food crisis will last years. Oh, Lord. Mm. So the food crisis gathering pace since Ukraine was invaded could last years rather than months if decisive action is not taken, according to the Director General of the World Trade Organization, Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Wiela, mm -hmm. told the BBC's global trade correspondent, Dashini David, that she feared the grain shortages caused by the world war, by the war would result in a dire situation worldwide. So Ukraine contributes 42% of the sunflower oil exported around the world, 16% mm -hmm. of maize, 10% of barley, and 9% of wheat. Hmm. She said Africa will be particularly badly hit because many African countries import food hmm. or fertilizer from the Black Sea region. And uh, just one more headline internationally. I want to give you one before. Oil prices are nowhere near their peak as Chinese demand hmm. hasn't fully returned yet, hmm. says top OPEC member. This story is on the Business Insider by Stephen Jones. It says China's economy hasn't fully reopened from COVID lockdowns, meaning oil prices are far from their peak. With the pace of consumption we have, we are nowhere near the peak because China is not back yet, said Suhail Al Muzwei. And should Russia supplies be taken completely off the market, oil prices could still surpass unseen levels. And this is from the briefing given by this OPEC member secretary so we'll keep an eye on the oil prices you wanted to give me something else yeah, in nigeria you know bola tinobu your good friend has he's not my good friend i don't even know i have no relationship i don't know him. <laughs> i'm not saying you know <laughs> him my brother <laughs> <laughs> former lagos governor bola tinobu will lead nigeria's ruling or progressive congress mm. apc into next year's general election after a landslide victory in the party primaries mm. mr tinobu 70 secured more than half of the votes at the party's convention. He will be challenged in February 2023 by Atiku Abubakar mm -hmm. of the main opposition People's Democratic Party and Labour's Peter Obi amongst It's going others. to be a very interesting race. So keep an eye on it. We'll be reporting that election for you. We'll end it, we'll end it here for now. Thank you very much, Godfrey. Thank you very much, Nathan. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. City Business News coming up shortly, brought to you by MTN. There's so many ways to keep enjoying the things you love on MTN, just because everything is made simple just for you. So our convenience comes by way of the way you can even top up. You can use Momo or MTN app. You can also buy from a vendor at the recommended retail price and get a 100% bonus. Remember to demand the same value. Retailers who do not comply will be sanctioned. Empty and everywhere you go. And with Enterprise Life, it's possible to live your best life. Ladies, enjoy a cover for Lifestyle with Bloom, a life insurance for today's woman. Families, let's safeguard your well-being with our family income security plan because family matters. And for you, live freely with our funeral finance plan, unlimited with no restrictions or limits as you cover your loved ones and yourself. Get in touch on 0307 084444. And drive to a gold station now, buy fuel, pay by Momo or bank card because Girl has made life easier. We now accept Momo for all fuel purchases at key selector stations. You can also use your bank card to buy fuel at Girl, and that's made possible by APSA. Girl, good energy. 
Business guy local is here with city. <laughs> Business guy local. I'm asking. Charlie, what they have you? I'm TV. Or deliver or no. We'll start straight with our stories. And uh, as the Ghanaian economy strives to rebound to pre-pandemic levels, government is urging the private sector to come up with innovative products and services to satisfy the needs of their markets. Now, the remarks comes at a time when businesses are complaining of high cost of production in the country, which is affecting the competitiveness of Ghanaian businesses. Now, data from the Bank of Ghana shows that confidence within Ghana's business community is trending down. But speaking at the commissioning of a new infant cereal plant of Nestle Ghana in Tema, President Kufuado stated that the ability of the economy to rebound strongly is directly tied to the fortunes of the private sector. We're confident that the private sector in partnership with government, as exhibited in recent years, will rise up to the occasion with innovative ideas to help the economy rebound strongly. The commissioning of this 175 million CD state-of-the-art plant to manufacture infant cereals for the domestic market is a timely investment. The investment by a major multinational company does not only underscore the confidence that Nestle and its shareholders have in the Ghanaian economy, but it is also a signal to the global business community that the Ghanaian economy is recovering to its pre-COVID-19 levels. I am conscious of the commitment of Nestle Ghana to obtain significant proportions of its raw materials domestically. In order, during this period of global shortages, to boost access to domestic raw materials, particularly grains, government has since the beginning of this year imposed restrictions on the export of grains including rice, maize, and soya. President Kufu Ado now, he says recent shortage of grains across the globe following the Russia-Ukraine war forced government to ban the export of cereals. In order, during this period of global shortages, to boost access to domestic raw materials, particularly grains, government has since the beginning of this year imposed restrictions on the export of grains, including rice, maize, and soya. This is in addition to the substantial investments already made in the agricultural sector, which are aimed at increasing agricultural productivity and yield. President Ekufo Ado, meanwhile, government has assured introducing more measures to address the issue of rising inflation in the country. Recent data from the Ghana Statistical Service indicates that further hikes in transport fares and food prices have pushed the rate of inflation for the month of May 2022 to 27.6%. This is against the 23.6% recorded in April 2022. In an interview with City Business News, a Deputy Finance Minister John Kuma said, ongoing policy efforts should cap the situation and restore confidence in the economy. It's a difficult time looking at the, the combination of different things like food uh, prices going up, fuel prices going up, and then of course this fiscal issues also, inflation going up. These are a combination of factors that are causing some difficulties in the economy. The good news is that uh, these are temporary difficulties and hurdles that government will cross very soon. Um, it is part of the symptoms of recovery from COVID. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, government actually is responding in several fronts. I mean, the uh, Bank of Ghana uh, have announced a number of monetary policies. Ministry of Finance, uh, we've also announced a number of fiscal measures. We'll continue to do so. In fact, the media budget is coming. We are going to take uh, several initiatives to address some of these uh, important inflation concerns in our country and also how we can bring back uh, the target. In fact, this year, our inflation target was 8% plus or minus 2. So where we are is way overboard and, and, and we are not happy with it. But we strongly believe that we will quickly come back within um, the target. That was a Deputy Minister of Finance, John Kuma. Now, the third edition of the Confidence Made in Ghana survey of Ghana's leading retail supermarkets, Ghanaian products and supermarkets saw a marginal increase. Across all 11 supermarkets considered, Made in Ghana brands constituted 31% of the 20 selected product categories, while foreign brands comprised 69%. And the Made in Ghana share was 18% in the 2019 survey and 26 in the 2020 survey. Now, the report noted that the improved performance of Made in Ghana products is not due to a significant increase in the absolute count of Ghanaian brands on the shelves, but rather a significant decline in the number of foreign brands on the shelves compared to previous years. It further attributed the decline in foreign products sold across leading retail chains in the country to the severe COVID-19 induced global supply chain crisis. Now the top five performing made in Ghana product categories were egg which had 63.19%, water 59.81%, cooking oil 46.84%, fruits and vegetables 48.85% and sugar and salt 40.23%. The worst performing made in Ghana product categories were noodles and pasta 6.8%, Wooden products and utensils, 7.75%. Biscuits and confectionery, 11.12%. Beauty creams and oil, 16.2%. And drinks, 17.13%. Now, products classified as semi-processed contributed 33.7% of the total made in Ghana count. Meanwhile, airport shell, game and bachona total are respectively the three leading supermarkets were the best made in Ghana performances, while Kuala, Palace and Marina Mall recorded the worst made in Ghana performance. We'll move on to some other stories. And as businesses adopt technologies that allow the employees to work remotely as part of the digitization efforts, it also comes with some security challenges. Employees of such companies are therefore encouraged to take precautions as they carry out their work from wherever they are in order not to expose their companies to IT-related threats. Now, speaking during the City Business Festival on-air series, Richard Dinsu, Senior Manager in Charge of Enterprise for MTN and MTN Business, encouraged employees to be security conscious as they work remotely to protect their companies from information leakages and attacks. As someone in the internet space, I think is, a, is one of the challenges that the COVID brought. Mm. So you're working, you're working from home, um, your wife is around, and your wife is not an employee, okay, and you're discussing numbers. 
you're discussing strategies and or your brother is around or you've gone to sit because you're not getting connectivity you've gone to sit in a restaurant somewhere taking coffee and you're discussing business okay so those are some of the challenges that somebody's sitting opposite <laughs> somebody and is videoing you and it's videoing you okay capturing your screen yeah. and all of that so first of all it has to start with you as an individual mm. you must have that consciousness that mm. this this poses a security challenge so mm. what can i do about it okay so you're making sure that you're always locking your screen those are basic things you don't need tools for that mm -hmm. make sure you, you, you lock your screen if you're leaving there mm. if you're going to uh, have discussions if you can use the the earpiece fine and also conscious about the people around mm -hmm. and all of that and you also should know that it's not everywhere you can discuss every everything okay so wherever you are sitting um you know, seated you are, you are conscious you're scanning your environment mm. so that is important mm. richard Dainsu is a senior manager in charge of enterprise for mtn and mtn business he was speaking as part of the city business festival on air series on the topic new tools for the post-covered workspace the full interview airs at 9 a.m. today on the City Breakfast Show. Let's now join Gideon Amoinichi of Databank for the latest updates on the bonds market. The Databank bond index closed this week's first trading session higher, reducing the year-to-date return to negative 7.10%. The session recorded a total trading volume of 280 million Ghana cities out of 35 bonds that traded. The most actively traded bonds were the November 26, 10 year and the March 27 five-year bonds, which accounted for 47% of the day's trades. The November 26 10-year bond traded at an average indicative yield of 26%, while the March 27 five-year bond traded at an average indicative yield of 23.54%. This week, the Ghanaian Treasury aims to raise 1.41 billion Ghana cities across the 91-day to the 34-day bills. At the last auction, the 91-day yield closed at 22.57%, while the 22-day yield settled at 24.41%. The 364-day yield cleared at 24.46%. Gideon Amwenichi of Data Bank. Well, that's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, brought to you by MTN Girl and Enterprise Live, also powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Vivian Kai. Local, do have a good business day. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Twelve minutes past seven. City breakfast show. So much to talk about on uh, when uh, Thursday morning. Kickoff is coming up shortly. It's brought to you by Leshehu. If you're a government worker or a private salary worker in need of going big with your passion, Leshehu has great news for you. Take a loan between the month of May and August. Receive a cashback reward. Apply for our competitive payroll loans now and get rewarded really big. Go to appforms.leshehu.com or reach us on 0577-699-923. Let's go big together. Leshehu, let's improve life. So this is the second appearance of Nathan on the show. Welcome again. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The headlines. Uh, Tashima Yavin won this beat Hearts of Oak to ease relegation was in the Ghana Premier League. The Black Lives finish 11th in the Maurice Revelo tournament in France. And the Boston Celtics go 2-1 up in the NBA Finals. And let's start off with the Ghana Premier League and in uh, a rescheduled game for match week 30. Tashiman 11 wonders. They beat Accra Hearts of Oak by two goals to one yesterday. Goals from Mohamed Tete and Moro Sumaila were enough to uh, put the Phobians down. Kudro Bing Jr. had given Accra Hearts of Oak a lead there, but they couldn't hold on as they lost by two goals to one. Now, the result eases. Tishiman 11 won this relegation was they've now moved to 15th. They are on 37 points. Hearts of Oak are 5th on 48 points with two games left. So 11 wonders hoping to fight the drop in the Ghana Premier League. Let's move on to some other stories. And the Ministry of Youth and Sports, as part of efforts to drive the development of football and to unearth new talents, has started the One Million Football Initiative. Now, the initiative is seeking to make footballs more readily available to those who need it to hone their skills and talent. Let's hear from the Sports Minister, Mustafa Yusif, giving more details on this initiative. The One Million uh, Football Project, project that have just uh, initiated as part of the World Cup qualification legacy project to ensure that we make football accessible to the young ones across the country, the various communities in Ghana. Uh, the whole idea is that we get corporate Ghana or corporate world, whether global or Ghana here, and also philanthropists to donate footballs to, to the ministry so that we will go to the various communities to donate those footballs to the various uh, children in the various communities in Ghana. Yeah. And children find it very difficult in accessing the football. So the whole concept is that once we are able to raise, we will be raising as and when we are able to raise, we donate these footballs to schools, we donate to communities, we donate so that children will have access to football so that they can learn the football skill. That's the Youth and Sports Minister, uh, Mustafa Yusuf, speaking there. Talking about uh, players developing their skill and young players. The Black Sardines, they are the country's male under-20 team. They finished 11th out of 12 participating teams in the Maurice Revelo tournament in France, formerly called the Toulon tournament. They beat Saudi Arabia 2-1 in yesterday's 11th place playoff. Now, the team could not make the semi-final, uh, but they ended up on, uh, on a good note. Isaac Mensah and Salifu Abbas Samari getting the goals for the satellites while uh, Jazid Joshan scored what became a consolation for the Saudi Arabian team. Ghana was in the same group with Mexico, Venezuela and Indonesia and they finished bottom of that group with just a point from the uh, under-20s. Let's move on to the senior team and Thomas Pate, who's Black Stars vice-captain, believes Ghana must put up um, their best in order to make a statement in the World Cup in Qatar. Later this year, Ghana will be in Group H. They are going to take on Portugal, South Korea and Uruguay. And for Thomas Partey, he believes that he and his teammates must believe in their abilities. He was speaking to Joy Sports in that interview. I think uh, they have uh, important players, they have a good team. Uh, we have to give them that respect, but uh, 
at the end we have to do our best we have to believe in ourselves we have to go and play like it's uh, one of our last games and at the end uh, we never know what will happen but we feel happy with them and uh, they have a very good mentality they know they have they have prepared well they know what the team need what the squad need uh, how to uh, manage the team and we are happy with them and at the end uh, we learn from our mistakes so uh, we keep learning every day and that's how we move Black Stars vice-captain and Arsenal midfielder Thomas Patti speaking there. He was speaking to Joy Sports in that interview. Let's move on to um, some other stories. And in the UEFA Nations League last night, it was a very interesting game for Belgium. After conceding a goal to Robert Lewandowski, they quickly responded and went on to score five more times to give them their first win in this year's competition. Uh, they won 6-1 at home. Axel Witzel, Kevin De Bruyne, Leo Trossard, uh, Leo Dendonka and Openda they scored the six for Belgium while Robert Lewandowski scored what became a consolation it was Wales 1 Holland 2 or the Netherlands 2 very interesting game as Wales equalized late they had gone down to a Netherlands goal they equalized in injury time and then straight almost straight from kickoff Vekverkhorst of uh, Burnley went on to score the winner for the Dutch team Ireland they lost at home to Ukraine while Scotland beat Armenia by two goals to zero in that particular encounter let's hear from a former man united manager louis van Gaal. he manages the netherlands these days and after um, their win against um, wales he was speaking about the current man united setup he says new manager eric ten hag um, will succeed or can succeed because he has a new system working around him now for louis van Gaal, he believes new man united boss richard arnold has what it takes to succeed richard arnold uh, worked on the hiring of eric ten hag and for louis van Gaal, the former ajax boss eric ten hag can make it at old trafford because there are new people running the team not the old order that was there when he was in charge of the club i spoke with my my uh, doc- documentary and uh, I, I, I have spoken, but there is now a new uh, leadership. Eh? Uh, it was Woodford, and now it's Richard Arnold. And that can make the difference. So uh, we have to wait and see. He has a lot of confidence. So uh, who is I to say something about that? Former Man United boss Louis van Gaal speaking there. Let's stay with European football and to some transfer news. And Inter Milan are said to be in talks with Chelsea over the re-signing of Romelu Lukaku on loan ahead of next season. Lukaku joined Chelsea for a club record £97.5 million from Inter Milan last August. But it looks like he wants to return to Italy after a disappointing campaign. But the report said the deal must make sense financially to Chelsea if they are to give a green light for Lukaku to move back to Italy and uh, talking about English clubs, Liverpool, they are also in the news. They turned down a second bid from Bayern Munich of about £30 million for Senegal forward Sergio Mane. The offer includes a £6.5 million payment in add-ons, which Liverpool believe are unrealistic and will require Bayern Munich to win the Champions League three times, as well as Mane lifting the same number of Ballon d'Or trophies. Now, uh, Liverpool, they valued uh, 30-year-old Mane at around £43 million and they want Bayern Munich to come 
close to that amount if they will uh, conclude on business that will see Sergio Mane heading to Germany to play for Bayern Munich. But Luka Modric, he's not leaving Real Madrid, at least for the next year. He signed an extension yesterday that keeps him at the club until June 2023. He won the Ballon d'Or in 2018. He's uh, helped them uh, to win several Champions League titles. He's played 436 times for Real Madrid. And uh, he played 13 games this season in the Champions League as Real Madrid got their 14th European Cup. So Luka Modric staying um, at Real Madrid for another year. It will delight the club there as they are also hoping to add more talent and get themselves achieving bigger things. They are said to have agreed at, uh, the fee and terms for Aurelien Chouameni from Monaco. And they are keeping Luka Modric to guide the youngsters in that particular um, squad. Let's um, end with some basketball and it was uh, a fun night for Boston Celtics at the TD Garden. They beat the Golden State Warriors 116 to 100 in game 3 of the 2022 NBA Finals. Stephen Curry top scored in the entire game. He had 31 points but he had to leave at a point due to, due to an injury to his left leg. Marcus Smart he played very well as uh, the point for uh, the Boston Celtics. He top scored with 24 on the night as he, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combined forces supported by Al Horford uh, to put the Warriors down 116-100. So the Celtics are 2-1 up. Game 4 is on Friday. The Warriors will be seeking to tie it up and take it back to San Francisco to see what they can do. If not, the Celtics will make it 3-1 and they'll be one win away from going above or winning the NBA title and going above the LA Lakers as the team with the most wins in NBA history. It's poised, it's set up, and it looks really, really nice in the 2022 NBA Finals. And that's our kickoff for this morning, probably brought to you by Le Shergo. There's more sports on citysportsonline.com. My, my name is Nathan Kwa. Many, many thanks for listening. We've got more sport for you in our subsequent bulletins on radio and on TV. Do have a fantastic day. Stay safe, take care, and please keep listening to the City Breakfast Show. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 
City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Seven thirty one ninety seven point three City of Fem. Lots of birthday requests coming in on the show this morning. Happy birthday to the CEO of the Ghana Integrated Aluminium Development Corporation, Giadek, Michael Ansa. We wish you the best of God's blessings. Have a fantastic day from the management and staff of Giadek. Good morning, Bernard. Today marks the birthday of two important personalities. My darling husband, Ed Jonah Francis Mensah with GBC Online and my son, Aram Prince Mensah. May the good Lord bless them and keep them safe forever. From wife and mother, Ruby Enam Adachi Mensah to Ed Jonah Francis Mensah. And Aram, how they were born on the same day, Ruby. Only you know, <laughs> only you know, only you know. Another one says, Good morning, Bernard. With 10 years in marriage today, and I want to dedicate this special day to my beautiful wife, Makafui, while thanking God for making it possible. We've gone out for 18 years, and it's still fun with her. 10 years in marriage feels like day one. Loving Makafui is like becoming, it's like coming home, so refreshing. I love her today more than yesterday. She compliments me on all my troubles. She has tolerated and accommodated me. She is my prayer warrior and my number one hype lady. And if tomorrow never comes, she should know that my life with her today is all I ever wanted. This is coming in from Ken. A special birthday request coming in to Reverend Dr. Ebenezer Mamamakwe. Head Pastor of Living Streams International from your wife, Dr. Mrs. Devina Makwe and the children. Also from your special friend, the Cardinal. You know the Cardinal is an Accra 1980. Charlie, the Cardinal. Really the Cardinal. Reverend Cephas Heudamati. Yes. Charlie, imagine somebody finished Accra in 1980. Charlie, what day? Charlie, what? And I like the fact that an Akraka boy is hyping a preset guy. It's, 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 it means there's, there's Ukraine and Russia will come together. No, Charlie, when I was, when, I don't know about you, but when I was in preset, Akraka boy, they were worrying us too much. If, because of your trouble, we also went to start a cadet. Because you were intimidating us with your cadet. Every time you say, they have cadet. We do have cadet. The hostilities continued ah. even in my time. But now we have a cadet. And the cadet is fully trained. <laughs> by somebody from the Ghana and forces. No fully problem. trained. So that, that, but, but at least we showed you the oh, light. Admin, we have no big deal. I missed. <laughs> we showed so, you the light. So from an Accra cowboy, Reverend Sevasi with a matic. To Reverend Dr. Makwe, a pre-second. And I think Reverend Marco is Presec 78. I'm not sure. I, I think I need to check. Yeah, 78. 78. And uh, your man is 1980. The, the Cardinal. 
You know, it's one of the guys I used to listen to when I was on Legon campus. He used to host their show on Joy FM. He has this nice voice. You know, Reverend Sefas Amate. Actually, I used to listen to him every Sunday evening. Another one coming in. You are indeed a gift from heaven. Awesome husband, loving dad. Happy birthday, William. Love from Molake and our squad, Aseye Flora and Kofi. A happy 45th to William Eastman, director of People and Culture of APSA. William Eastman. This guy, when we look on it, he was the drama for the mass choir. Yeah. I used to call him Round Face. <laughs> Round Face. Charlie, the guy's post is now director, yeah. people and culture, APSA yeah. Bank, mm-hmm. and executive director of the William William and Flora Eastman Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, we couldn't have had a we couldn't have had any other baby last. You continue to make us proud. Jehovah set your boundary lines beyond your wildest imagination. We love you from Barbara and Victor. Hey, William Eastman. Charlie, when we in Legon, eh, for the first year, I don't know what prompted me to join the mass choir. I mean, I can't even sing. <laughs> but I was in the mass choir with Jessica. And this guy, Charlie <laughs> Kojo, when they are moving left, I'm moving right. When they are singing treble, I'm singing auto. But this guy was our drummer. Charlie, he's now the director. People and culture. No, Charlie William, you do all. And you know, William, we share a birthday with my wife. Today is my wife Justine's birthday. So, Charlie, it means you are a special person. So, happy birthday to you, Justine. Thank you for tolerating everything, my absence. You know, when, when I got my one of the first things I had to learn was that I have to separate what I do on radio from what I do in the house. So, when, when we are talking, say, my brother, you are not doing eyewitness. <laughs> <laughs> you are not doing yeah, Charlie said, please, this is not city breakfast show. So please don't bring that in here. And it has really helped me. So Justin, thank you so much for everything. Thank you for being the wind in my sail. Thank you for being the 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 bedrock of our success as a family. I know you don't want me to make too much noise, but Charlie, at least let me play your song for you before we move on. Just drop the song. Let's drop. This is this is our every year birthday song. JJ, birthday song. Justine, so play it once. Mama Ju, yeah, international Justine, international Juju, Charlie, Professor, yeah, Mama, <laughs> Charlie, yeah, yeah, from yeah. all the boys. I see you are doing it too much. It's okay. We know you are doing it. Friends come, friends go. Storms rise, winds blow. One thing I know for sure, it's cold outside.
and don't forget all the birthday requests are brought to you by creamy plus evaporated milk takes you back to the original creamy taste of milk it's available in all gold shops but you're on a total in our supermarkets in your neighborhood for both purchase please contact less farm distributors at risk junction 0501685 sorry 682522 and grace has found us a cooker photo dan soman 0245162747 In the meantime, at Shell, your satisfaction is what we value most. That is why Shell Fuel Save has been designed to offer all the good things you and your car deserve for a smoother journey. Shell Fuel Save is designed to improve your engine efficiency, prevent the buildup of deposits, and protect your engine from wear and corrosion with its triple action formula, giving you extra cleaning and protection of your vehicle so you get extra miles out of your drive and extra savings from your pocket. All these are possible with Shell, so switch to Shell Fuel Save today and go further for longer on the road. Do you want to deposit cash at your convenience? You cannot deposit your cash at selected Zenith Bank ATMs nationwide. Simply visit Zenith Heights, Stichy Plaza, Spintex Road, Sunyani, Tamale and Ahuju branches of Zenith Bank to deposit your cash at a Zenith ATM. Cash deposit via Zenith Bank are fast, easy, and convenient. Zenith Bank in your best interest. And these days, having a generator is no longer a luxury, but a must-have insurance cover for homes, offices, factories, hospitals, and more. In securing such backup for your presence, you can't leave it to the hands of anybody. With over 28 years experience, DNJ Technical Services is a 100% indigenous company that has introduced a new dynamism and thinking into the standby power industry in Ghana. Our generators are efficient, reliable, quality, durable, and backed up by unique 24-7 after-sales support. Call 0244-170212 for your standby backup needs. Talk to your reliable partner, GNJ Technical Services Limited. Locate GNJ Services on the Kolebul Motri Road and Atasokwa on the Babayara Stadium near Kumasi City Mall. GNJ, the generator people. But I can't seem to shake the pain. I'm trying to find the word to say, please stay. It's written all over my face that I can function the same when you're not here. I'm calling your name and no one's there. And I hope one day you'll see nobody has it easy. I still can't believe you found somebody new, but I wish you the best, I guess. Cause everybody knows that nobody All right, so could you, one, of the, one of the things worrying me is I'm going to share something with you. So yesterday, before the editorial, the team put together, I asked the team to find inflation 
rates in other countries that I could compare to Ghana. So, give me three or four countries if you if I want to compare Ghana to in Africa. Which countries should we look at? Cote d'Ivoire. Cote d'Ivoire. That's number one. Which other one? Nigeria. Nigeria number two. And maybe Morocco. Okay, I didn't add Morocco. Okay, then let's go to so, say Kenya. Good. So I added. I asked them to check Cote d'Ivoire. I asked them to check Kenya. I asked them to check Uganda. I asked them to add South Africa and Nigeria and then Senegal. So that was what I did yesterday. And I'm going to tell you the inflation story of those five countries. Then hopefully I can speak to the government statistician to explain what is happening with our inflation. So what's the first country you mentioned? Cote d'Ivoire. Okay. Now Ghana's inflation was 23.6. It's now 27.6. So it's jumped 4%, 4, 4, 4 points. Inflation a year ago was 7.5. And it's now 27.6. So it's jumped 20%. Cote d'Ivoire's inflation, the annual inflation rate eased for the third straight month to 4% in April 2022. It was 4.5% in March. Right? So that's the problem. That's the annual inflation rate. So it's lower than ours. Okay? Kenya. Annual inflation rate in Kenya accelerated to a seven-month high. Of 6.49 in April from a 5.56 in the previous month and this 6.47 is um, a seven month high which means the inflation is consistently below five okay Senegal's inflation rate rose to seven percent in April from 6.2 percent the previous month now that's seven percent in April is a 14-year high. Think about it. Your inflation was 7.5 last year, which was one of the lowest you've had in many months. Senegal's 7% inflation of last month is a 14-year high. Wow. So, they are, they are, and appa- apparently, this is the highest inflation they've had since September 2008, and the rate is 7%. This is Senegal. Mm-hmm. Okay, Uganda. I had Uganda because Uganda, Uganda have some characteristics like Ghana. They have a bit of oil, agrarian. They don't have gold. They also banned export of cereals. Very similar characteristics. A big, a bit higher population, but they are landlocked. But they have Lake Victoria. We have the Volta. Uganda, for the twelve months to April twenty twenty two, increased inflation uh, to four point nine percent, up from three point seven percent. So March twenty twenty two, inflation was three point seven. It's now 4.9. Okay. South Africa. Inflation was 3.8. It's moved to 3.9. Okay. Nigeria, which is physically close to Ghana. Now, you need to distinguish between resource-dependent, resource-intensive countries. So, Angola and Nigeria are resource-dependent. Ghana and Botswana are resource-intensive. So, gold for Ghana... Uh, diamonds for Botswana. So, if inflation in Angola is high, they will suffer more than that disease than Ghana would. So, Angola and Nigeria, over 60% of their GDP is from oil. Alright, then you come to countries like Ghana and Botswana where we have like, gold is the highest export earner, but we also have different things. So, yeah. So, Nigeria's inflation is supposed to be even more volatile than ours. But of course, they have a lot of oil. Their inflation jumped from 15.92 in March to 16.82. Our inflation moved from 19% in March 
to 23.6% in April and it's now 26.7%. So the first conclusion is that Ghana has an inflation problem unique to it. It's not 27, not 20. Sorry, what did I say? 20, yeah. So Ghana has a unique inf- inflation problem. Second thing I want you to do, I want to send you the slides the statistical service um, gave out. All right. So that we can try and understand how they compile their CPI. Because I've already, oh, you have it. Beautiful. Look at the, look at the final three slides. Or oh, give me the highlights of, of this. Because for me, it, it's, it's funny. Okay, so um, they say that mm-hmm. prices are collected f- uh, for approximately 39,500 products every month. That's number one. I'm just giving you what they collect the data on. And then prices are collected in 44 markets, 7,726 outlets. Mm-hmm. And they have 13 divisions, 44 groups, 98 classes, 156 subclasses, and 307 items. So um, this is the data that they collect. Mm-hmm. Now, I said we should look at the last three slides, right? So um, additional policy considerations, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at bus and Chotro fares, Mm-hmm. The year-on-year inflation for May 2022 is 39.9%. Bus and truck fares, yes. Bus and truck fares, transportation. Cooked rice. The year-on-year inflation is 32%. Rent. Rent. Year-on-year is 27%. And then rice imported, 27%. Public private secondary school fees, senior high schools, 5%. Smoked herrings, 31%. Hotel accommodation, 22%. Bread, 41.3%. Huh? Bread. Yevubolo. Yes, 41.3%. Pre-primary and primary education is zero. Mm-hmm. And river fish, 18.9%. Aji? River fish, yes. And tilapia. Uh, so of all the drivers you read, in the basket, transport is the highest? Nope. Um, if you look at it very well, bread, 41.3%. No, I'm not talking about the food. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. bre- so bread, 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 has, bread has gone up higher than everything else which confirms what we discussed last two weeks mm-hmm. flour ukraine Quits. alternative Quits. yeah okay now i want to i want to discuss this topic not just from a numbers perspective but also from a solutions perspective so agi is saying something at the event the president launched the nestle factory and i think that you know i think what nestle has done is great one of the things we need to start doing is that companies that invest in factories in ghana should be supported so that is nestle whether it's Wilma, whether it's Guinness Ghana, and when they use, you see, wh- when you locate a factory here and you use products from here, it does a lot of things. It it helps reduce inflation. It creates jobs. People can learn their skills. So, I, I think that the yesterday's event was a significant event, yeah. right? And AGI says something. I want to just repeat what they AGI said. They are pushing said. for the duties um, on raw material imports to be exempted. Mm-hmm. Um, they want a review of import duty on raw materials meant for production so mm-hmm. as to make locally made products competitive. Mm-hmm. 
Ideally, um, the AGI, which is the umbrella body of leading local manufacturers, says such taxes are paid after production mm. and not directly on import of raw materials, as is the case in this country. Mm -hmm. Seth Chumakoba, who is the chief executive officer, uh, said this when he spoke uh, during the 11th Association of Ghana Industry and Quality Awards launch in Accra. Okay. He lamented that making producers pay duty on imported raw materials and then also taxing the final product constitutes an unwarranted double tax burden on producers. And he said these taxes end up being passed on to the final consumer and are part of the reason domestically made goods are uncompetitive in their pricing relative to imported ones. Mm, mm. So that's part of the inf inflation pressure. Yeah. That 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 we we feel. I thought that story was at uh, the, the event. The different one. No, so so they launched the um, Ghana Industry, the Association of Ghana Industry and Quality Awards. Um, I think yesterday as well. So okay. He spoke what I wanted event. what I wanted you to focus on the president commissioning a one seventy four million city plant at Nestle, um, because it's part of the inflation conversation. You know, yes. yesterday in the in the editorial, we were we were talking about we're talking about. Um, the fact that the only industry that seems to benefit from the interest rate regime of the central bank is the is the banks mm -hmm. and you know Tobi Afede gave some very interesting revelations that Ghana's central bank made a higher profit than the UK central bank because the Ghana central bank just sells bonds and the profit they make was like four times the profit the UK central bank makes although the UK economy is like 50 times higher than our economy and the argument is that Apart from banks, no other business can sustainably be profitable in Ghana because of our interest rate regime. Mm -hmm. So what we economists call the productive sector is always struggling. We did analysis of all the banks in Ghana, 23 of them, 19 of them have released their financials. Godfrey, every bank which has released its financials made a profit. Mm. The total profit of the banks is about 5.7 billion cities. Apps are 1.1 billion, GCB 500 million. Access 500 million, Echo Bank about 400, Stanch at around four something, Stambic around 400 and something, Fidelity about 300, all the way to Omnibusic about eight. All of them made profit. The other thing we noticed was that a lot of them are not lending to private sector, they are just buying government bonds. You can look at their interest income, a high percentage of their interest income is from buying securities. How can a bank spend 60% or 70% of its money? just buying government bonds and lending like 30% to private sector. It doesn't make sense. So, I mean, the purpose of a bank is financial intermediation. So, essentially, a bank takes money from people who have excess of it and gives people who need it so the people can turn it around to create profit. Banks in Ghana, because of the interest rate regime, are just buying government bonds. So, they are lending the money to government. And government and the, and the, the central bank is making profit from that. And it's pushing up inflation, which is why I'm saying to you that if you look at the inflation that Ghana has, it doesn't make sense that we are in West Africa, Cote d'Ivoire, Senegal, Nigeria. We have gone to East Africa. All of them have below 10 inflation except Nigeria. And somebody's 7% is the highest inflation in 14 years. And you, your, 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 your inflation is constantly above 10. Do you understand? So... I think there are many reasons for that, and Toby Apede explained that. But I think part of it is the whole issue of preference for foreign goods, a liberal policy of importation. Go to the study that this guy did, Michael Koto did, City Business News. 
as we speak on our shelves in our main supermarkets made in ghana goods are 30 percent and that's even an improvement think about that 30 percent of goods on our shelves are made in ghana 70 percent are imported are, are we serious and we all just talk about it we all give speeches about it i don't think we are serious with solving ghana's economic problems yeah because this is something that we've known from sss economics yet we don't do anything about it you know I, I i really think that we and you see the business committee the agi needs to i don't know like they are they are too i don't know how to put it it's like they are not they are not they are not addressing the real issues it, i don't know it's like if they are afraid of politicians or they can it's like the real problem government you are crowding out business your your interest rate policy your borrowing policy is not good for private sector stop it you are too liberal at the port you are allowing too many goods to come in S- do something to change it they don't do all they do is oh we'll do, 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 do. policy they talk 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 look even juice juice only 18 percent of the juice on our shelves is made in ghana how for a tropical country how like how do you do that and when we launch one factory we make it sound like we've, we've solved all the problems in the world how the, one factory cannot solve the problems of the country you need a deliberate industrialization plan which involves value addition but it begins by improving the productive capacity of the Ghanaian businesses and the government lending rates nobody's going to lend you money i mean kojo will you go to a bank for money <laughs> for, well, how, well, i mean how i mean 27 percent inflation you get it so there, 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 there's a fundamental issue with the economy that we have to address and i think the solution lies in value-added agriculture we've said it many times maybe we have to say it in three now because i've said it in english so many times so maybe can you translate it in can you maybe say speak to you about the economy can you say maybe uh something i mean inflation is below five Senegal seven, Kenya, Kenya Central Bank said they are not even going to raise rates. <laughs> Last week, the Central Bank of Ghana can I say he is not going to raise any rate because everybody is saying when inflation goes up, raise your rates. He says, well, no, I want to trace the source of this inflation and the kind it is. Raising rates may not work. Do you understand? So I'm not saying I know better than the governor, but I say if you do, if you've done something for thirty years and it's not work, can't you change it? Could you talk to me about Nestle? So Nestle has launched a new plant, a hundred and seventy-five million Ghana CD plant to manufacture um Cerilac, Right. So the project is expected to increase the company's production of Cerilac and infant formula by six thousand seven hundred tons annually. So the president commissioned the plant yesterday and he said the investment by Nestle reinforced a strategic partnership between the government and the private sector. The Minister of Trade and Industry also said the new plant would create additional employment for nearly 800 people. And it says, uh, he said that under the 10-point industrial transformation program, the ministry will focus on scaling up existing production. Now, Bernard, there's something I want to bring to your attention. For example, let's start from cement manufacturers. So we say we are doing manufacturing here, right? But the raw material is from where? It's imported. Yeah. Well, 
we 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 may not have that. So maybe you can make an excuse for that industry. Now let's talk about the soap and the oil manufacturers. Mm -hmm. If you look at our import bill, mm -hmm. crude palm oil is one of the big things yes. we import. Yes. So beyond setting up factories here, mm -hmm. one of the key things some of these companies mm -hmm. must be made to do mm -hmm. is also to invest in local production of the raw material. Mm. So for example, if you are setting up a Cerelac plant, there should be some collaboration with government and industry mm -hmm. to ensure that we pay attention to production of the ingredients that they need. Mm -hmm. What ingredients go into Cerelac? You list them mm -hmm. and then you have a project to 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 produce those in ingredients. Mm -hmm. AGI is saying that raw material duties we must remove them. It's okay. Mm. Right? But importantly we must produce the raw materials we can produce locally here. We must invest in those. Because the thing is, a lot of these manufacturing plants are bringing raw material that we can produce locally mm -hmm. to do their work. Mm. So setting up is okay. Employing an additional 800 or 1,000 people is okay. But if we are starting from the ground up, mm -hmm. we would have a lot more people employed in the value so chain. Saying, it's not just the factory. Yes. It's the input. So it's the whole... Um, how did I? What was the word to even use? They, they call it like the the supply chain. Yes, the supply chain. The supply chain. There's actually a very interesting report that the World Bank is launching today on trade competitiveness, and they actually make this point that um, uh, Ghana's merchandise trade competitiveness has declined over the last decade, resulting in a decline in the number of exporting firms. And participation in the global value chains that's what you're talking about right mm -hmm. but there's an improvement in transport logistics and access to ict infrastructure which can be leveraged for more diversified trade and economic transformation and then there's oh they're also saying that we've done well in service exports but i think your point about raw materials to take more active like i was, I, I, I was I, a couple of things came to mind yesterday the the must behind the station mm -hmm. i was looking at it, it was made in malaysia mm -hmm. It was made in Malaysia. I was listening to an Indonesian minister on a panel discussion last week. And he said, he, you know, <laughs> he's not going to listen to people who say he's doing resource nationalism. He has 200 million people to feed. So for a year, he banned the export of a, a certain a metal, raw, and, and forced his country to produce steel in Indonesia. He said he has sanctions, People were saying things. I don't, he said he doesn't care. He did it. Yeah. So, for me, he, he realizes that it's a difficult decision because some of your partners globally will fight you. Mm -hmm. But he says, I have 200 million miles to feed. So, I'm, I'm not going to... I'll fight you, but I'll make sure that I do what my citizens exactly. want. My question is, who is his equivalent in Ghana and what's that person saying? Mm -hmm. That's the question we should think about. Let's go for tech and social media trends. And it's brought to us by Vodafone and carbon if you're still sending money and you are getting charged for it you're really not doing the right thing switch to vodafone cash because sending money on vodafone cash to one is still free only the elevies applied don't give small money chance save more whenever you use vodafone is the smartest way to move money dial star 110 hash now vodafone further together and Cal Bank has some great news for you. With our SME and S with our business and SME scheme loans, 
working capital loan and green financing loans coupled with our advisory and capacity building support we do more than just banking when it comes to your business success to learn more about our business and SME solutions call us on 0800 500 500 or chat with us online on our social media platforms or on whatsapp you can also contact us via email at customercare at carlbank.net carlbank forward together daniel cranting is here with tech and social media trends Good morning, Daniel. Good morning, Bernard. Um, Paul Adomotri is in the trends. Um, it's uh, back and forth between himself and Togbe Afede. Mm. Um, he had an editorial on... Uh, that's Paul Adomotri. He had an editorial on Tuesday night where he says Togbe Afede ought to have known he received or he would receive uh, ex-Gratia. He says it's backed by the Constitution. Mm. And then he says he uh, should stop acting like he's a moral upright guy and making others look corrupt. Then uh, Togbe Afede released a statement yesterday mm. uh, just to... Uh, set the record straight. He said he didn't take any transport allowance. He says he didn't take any loan from government. My SG Bank was uh, offered some commercial loans to the council members, which he has fully paid. Um, Togba Fede also says he never said ex Glasha payment was illegal. He just said it doesn't, he didn't think it makes sense for him to take that amount of money for uh, what he deemed as a part time job. And then he said a move is also not partisan, so people shouldn't um, misconstrue that. Um, but now Jesus is also trending. Uh, he's been trending, I think, since uh, Saturday. Still in the trends. People posting. Um, there's this ge- generic artwork that is going on uh, with the name Jesus on it. So people post it with their uh, messages of encouragement and things like that. Um, also in the trends is TikTok. Uh, TikTok is trending alongside Kelly. Um, <clears throat> there's this uh, very interesting account on TikTok that is a. Uh, this is basically hmm. gathering a lot of, of steam. Uh, this young lady, Kelly, and it's giving a lot of people headaches. Um, <laughs> is she a Ghanaian? No, she's not Ghanaian. Um, <laughs> Otuado is also in the trend. So this is a Black Stars head coach, Otuado's birthday. So mm. he's trending. Yes, the team is in Japan currently. The Black Stars are in Japan. They celebrated a birthday mm-hmm. uh, with him. Um, also trending is Thomas Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he's changed his name to Yakubu Party. Um, after converting to Islam, he mm. married his uh, Moroccan girlfriend Sarah Bella. So now uh, Thomas Party is also Yakubu Party, but it's been confirmed that the Yakubu will not be on his jersey. Mm. Uh, yeah, his name in the Premier League is still Thomas Party. Just, we just learned from uh, this. just learn from the Ivory Coast player. What's his name? Ebuye. Ebuye. So when you when you come into money, be careful. Very careful. We can only pray. <laughs> you know, for him that it goes well. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not saying this in relation to the religion. I'm just saying this in relation to the marriage. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of African players, when they get on the international scene, get exposed to many things. And sometimes it doesn't end well. But we hope it does end we well for We can only him. pray, as mm. he said. We hope. Um, some tech I, news I now. do a two-hour show on that. Oh, you mean there's a lot of evidence on that? From Ghana alone. Oh. So they they usually get into wrong relationships. Oh, from Ghana alone, I can do two hours. So many Is that big? Oh yes. Every ten minutes, I'll drop new name. So take this before I go. Um, the wow. new yeah, the new uh, Apple. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, operating system, the iOS 16, is uh, set to come out in September. It was launched on Monday, but some of the new features, um, they are dropping it as the days go by. Remember, it was a long, a week-long um, conference that they were having. And the new feature is a safety check. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, Apple said it's specifically to protect people in abusive relationships. 
Um, so it gives the users the ability to view and quickly remove all permissions given to um, someone else on their phone. So you can also remove uh, the Find Your iPhone. You know, some people um, log in their Find Your uh, Find Your iPhone on their partner's phone where they can track. So mm -hmm. um, you can take that off uh, without the person knowing that mm. um, they have that power. Tech and social media trends brought to you by Cal Bank and Vodafone. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. All right, time check is 13 minutes past eight. Uh, let's continue with the discussion on inflation. Uh, I have a, a few issues to, 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 to raise. First one being why Ghana seems to have higher than average inflation when it compares to most of our peers. Apart from Nigeria, which has inflation in the teens, almost most of the countries we surveyed have inflation mm. below 10. Although they've said that that is still high. Ours is very, very high. So that's the first point. Then the other point is that the main drivers of inflation, Nathan, from the summary you have, the summary slide, inflation is 27.6, but transport, food, and all those others are higher. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I think transport is how much? I'm trying to... I'm no, trying the, to. the first one, the one you just showed me. Okay, okay. I'll get that, I'll get that for you in a second. Transport is, I think, 39%. Yes. And then there was um, food, which around yes. 30 Transport was up 39%. Mm -hmm. Household equipment and maintenance up 33.8%. Uh-huh. Housing, water, electricity, gas, it's all of them are up 32.3%. Mm -hmm. Food and non-alcoholic beverages up. That's 30.1%. Mm -hmm. And personal care and miscellaneous goods up 27.3%. Uh, uh, Good. So almost all of those are higher than the yes. headline figure. Yes. So I, I need a, uh, the government statistician to... I'll help me here. Now, I need to say that we've interviewed him this week already on his lecture, and he raises issues around a lot of things, disconnect between macro and micro and all of that. But that's not what we are doing. We just wanted to first get his insight into wh how we arrived at the 27.6 inflation, comments around how that compares to other countries, what is unique about Ghana, and whether there's a need for more studies about the way we behave in inflation. So, Prof, thank you for joining us, Professor Samuel Enim, uh, government statistician. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. This is Bernard. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Prof. Can you Hello. hear me? Hello. Can you hear me? Hello, Prof. Good morning. Can, Hello. You, can you hear me? We're having some challenges. We'll try and fix that for you shortly. This is City Breakfast Show. And while we fix those challenges, people are always searching for convenience. And a simple and easy way to do this is with Pokua, a virtual assistant with Star Assurance. She gives you the ability to be anywhere and still purchase or renew your motor insurance at any time. From the convenience of your home, office, beach, market, or anywhere in the country, you can reach Pokua. Chat with her on 0242-436160 or dial short code 713-222 and enjoy a smooth and quick service. Star Assurance, your solid partner. All right, let's try again. Professor Samuel, good morning. 
Morning, Mr. Yes, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Hi, thank you. I'm very well, thank you. But I'm very worried about inflation. It went up again. What is going on? Indeed, you are right. In April, inflation, May, inflation, we record four points. Goes from 23 to 27. And Prof, we will call you back. The line is not very good. We'll try and do a different call with a different line. Forgive us. We're having challenges with the line. We have a technical issue with the reception. It's 16 minutes past 8. Please forgive us. We are really desperately trying to put him on the line for an interview. All right. Uh, but while we do that, reserve a Dodua Hills premium plot located at Dodua near the Dodua Fire Service today and enjoy living in a, com- a gated community with swag. Now they've got electricity, a shopping center, gym and fitness center, swimming pool, tad road network and many, many other things. Just pay a 5,000 CD deposit to reserve your plot and spread the, the balance within a year to own your premium plot today. You can also pay 5% of the total amount to reserve our three and four bedroom executive houses located at North Ligon and spread the balance within three years. You can give them a call on 0540 or 0249 Now Father's Day is just a few days away and you're already fretting over what to get your father or that father figure in your life you're saying to yourself not another aftershave well don't worry gtp has got you covered they've got the prestigious dumas fabrics and they are the perfect gifts you can give this year on the this year's uh, father's day order by calling 0509-940-949 and get a fitting dumas piece delivered to your doorstep trust me you get a big hug from your father now for those who spend a lot of time in the kitchen miss cookies here to save the day in the past people would have to go and buy onions papushito garlic ginger herbs and waste time peeling and blending all of that is gone because miss cookies 100 percent natural ingredients that have been carefully selected peeled and blended into perfect mixes for various meals you can call 0200-365-997 to order and delivery is free locate miss cookie opposite the apsa bank at american house on facebook and instagram Eighteen minutes past eight. Still on the city breakfast show, talking inflation. We've been trying to put the government statistician on the line. We're having some technical challenges with the issues. Um, couple of issues around the drivers of inflation. Ghana's high levels of inflation. The central bank raised the prime rate again, and it's keep it's going to keep going up. It doesn't seem to be working yet. They expect expect inflation to start easing later next year. So it shouldn't be too surprising. But what is making the inflation problem so persistently difficult to solve? In the meantime, if you're having challenges with your insurance company or faced with issues such as delay, refusal to pay claims or unauthorized premium deductions, one of the best investments you can make for yourself and your loved ones is insurance. Now, the Ghana Insurers Association has set up the Complaints Management and Advice Bureau to settle all insurance-related issues between insurance users and insurance companies and provide insurance advice. Call us on uh, toll-free 0800-442-000 or WhatsApp 055-2559698. You can also email complaints at ghanainsurance.org.gh. 
All right, we'll, we'll try for one final time to see if we can get Prof now. Prof, thank you for your persistence and your patience. We, I was asking why inflation keeps rising and not it's not coming down. Um, thank you, Bernard. And as I indicated, you are right. Between April and May, we see a 4.0 percentage um, point difference between year-on-year -year inflation for these two time periods. The response to your question really is when you look at the disaggregates. You will recall that in April 2022, food inflation stood at 26.6 and non-food inflation 21.3. From these two perspectives, we see that there has been a 3.5 percentage point increase from the perspective of food inflation and from the perspective of non-food inflation, we are seeing a 4.4 percentage um, increase. And I'm happy you did indicate the inflation rate at the disaggregated level in terms of the 13 divisions where you highlighted transport having the lead of almost um, 40%, precisely when we recorded 39.0. Um, the next item, which is also non-food was household equipment and maintenance which recorded 33.8 so from these two perspectives the main driver for the increase that we are seeing is from the non-food uh, perspective then on the other side if you look at it from the perspective of domestic inflation that is the locally produced items and imported inflation we did mention um in april that for the first time in several years we've seen imported inflation um surpassing domestic inflation this higher inflation from imported um, items perspective is also sustained for the month of May 2022, with the rate standing at 28.2% relative to 273 for domestic inflation, indicating a 0.9 percentage point difference between um, these two perspectives. So the responses are really um, in, the, in the disaggregates. I see, but... Fair enough on the domestic imported food versus non-food. One of the things I found baffling was the, the, the main components were much higher than the 27.6. So like transport was around 39, food was over 30. So how does it work? I thought if the drivers are higher than the previous average of 23, the increase in the, the average must be much, much higher. I, I don't know if I'm confused. No, no, you are not at all, um, um, Mr. Avle. So what we need to keep in mind is that we have 13 divisions and we've identified the four items that are above the national average of 27.6. And these are the four divisions that you've talked about. What that means is that we have nine other divisions that are lower than the national average of 27.6. So we, for instance, we had personal care and miscellaneous goods recording inflation of 27.3, which is 0.3 percentage points lower than the overall average. And we had as low as education services recording 4.2, insurance and financial services 3.1%. Um, so it's only the four divisions that have inflation rates higher than the overall av average that we tend to highlight so that we draw the attention of policymakers on where to touch if you really want to bring down the rate of inflation. Fair enough. The other issue I found worrying was we, we compared on TV yesterday inflation rates in other countries. So we picked Nigeria, Senegal, Cote d'Ivoire, Kenya, Uganda, South Africa. And Ghana's inflation is, is, is much, much higher. I'm, I'm not sure why. Like our inflation is easily over the 20s. Nigeria is in the mid-10s, mid-15s, like teens. 
Senegal is seven. All right, Kenya is around six point something. I mean, are we measuring the same thing, or is Ghana such a different country? Have you? I don't know what you what you make of that. Um, this has been brought to my attention by different people, and I said yes, it's definitely a call for concern. But we need to do this having a number of things in mind. One is it is always not advisable to look at it at a statistic from only one point time perspective. I mean, one of the things that I see going around is the number of times inflation. Um, has increased in different countries. So even now, for some reason, somebody says that Ghana's inflation rate is 27.6 and that of Nigeria is um, 16 point, um, whatever it is. And without looking at the number of times Nigeria's um, rate of inflation has changed over a period of time, that argument will be out of context. So for instance, same time last year, our inflation rate was about 75 so if you look at our current inflation rate, it's just about, it's not just about, it's four times um, what we are seeing now. So if you take that of Nigeria and it was also about 3% when ours was 7.5, I'm not in any way saying that is what it was. But what I'm saying is anybody who wants to have this conversation would be doing justice to numbers once you look at it from a trend perspective rather than looking at it from a static perspective. The second thing we need to look at is if somebody wants to do such an argument and if the conversation around Russia invasion of Ukraine is anything to go by, we have different trade vulnerabilities. So if, for instance, our trade vulnerability is more inclined to whatever is happening in Russia, Ukraine, different from what is happening to Nigeria or Senegal, we're going to see different um, impacts. And even at the outset of the economic turbulence that we have um, globally, countries have implemented different policies and these different policies would impact differently um on our inflation rates so mm. this conversation really requires some yeah. but I, I, I accept i it. accept that prof but not to debate you but i still insist that even from a trend analysis we have a problem let me give you an example senegal's inflation for april was at a 14-year high and that figure is seven percent and this is a 14-year high compared to september 2008 all right. So in a sense, you can say our twin is 7.6, which is also an 18-year high. It's a similar situation in terms of everybody's having unprecedented inflation for a period. But their 14-year high is 7. And our 18-year our high is 27. Do you understand my point? So the, the truth is that even from a trend analysis, we have higher inflation than Senegal. And I know that they may not necessarily be comparable countries, but even in other countries as well, where you have, uh, let me give another example. In Kenya, their inflation is 6.47%, which is a seven-month high. So my point is that their highs are still well below the tens. And our highs are in the 20s. So I come back to your, your lecture a couple of days ago that maybe we need to now start studying the behavioral dimensions of even pricing or our exposure as you said to imports but you've already spoken about the the issue of the what do you call it the imported inflation so that's already been studied so it's possible that maybe there's a pricing culture dimension i don't know but how somebody's 14 year high is seven and our 18 year high is 27 within the same sub region it is it's really baffling 
<laughs> Bernard, you're absolutely right. And thank you for looking at it from the other perspective. So I didn't touch on that. The point that I'm making is that, yes, Senegal's high would be in the tens, Ghana's high is in the 20s. But where did Senegal start from? That is the point that I'm putting across. And as you rightly said, why Senegal? It will be interesting if we carefully look at the inflation rates for a number of the Francophone countries. When our inflation rate was about 7.5, a number of the Francophone countries had inflation rate well under 3. So if those, those inflation rates are now about 7 or are now about 8, it's just about 6, 7 times what they were about a couple of years back. So yes, it might be high in 14 years, but let's see the starting point and that rate of inflation. And that is what we call the initial um, condition. Which is true, but yes, the Francophone countries may have a different approach to monetary policy, which is probably something we should study. But I get trouble when, if you look at Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire, very similar. Both gold exporters, all right? Ghana is a new oil exporter. So I'm looking at the structure of the economy and its vulnerability to the, the, the shocks in the world. It's not that different. So the possible explanation could be Maybe because the Francophones are tying themselves to the French franc or they have some relationship with the France government, maybe that gives them a low inflation environment. I don't know. Or maybe we need to start questioning our monetary policy. Or maybe we need to question our calculation. So um, I think all those, thi- all those cards should be on the table. In the sense that if you want to solve an economy like Ghana's problem, you cannot develop an economy with the high levels of inflation we have. And I think I explained that in the editorial yesterday. So maybe as an academic, you should start looking at other questions around why Ghana's macroeconomic environment is so unstable. And then we can have a national conversation about what to do to, to solve it in a more sustainable way. Bernard, I perfectly agree with you. And that was the import of my lecture on data policy transitions i mean and what is the basket of macroeconomic variables we are using to understand the ghanian economy and whether it's consistent with our neighbors and even other countries on the continent so definitely this is giving us opportunity to really interrogate our um, the contradictions in our macroeconomy thank you hope we can talk about this more later i appreciate your time thank you and again i need to finally just say thank you for the the these days we you release the statement and there are also slides and infographics so it helps in the way we, we use the information so thank you to your team so congratulate your team <laughs> for us thank you for the infographics thank you, thank you. So, professor samuel Nim, government statistician and i need to say Godfrey, that these days they are they are very you know data savvy they they know that you know i always give the example the 2010 census i had a book that i had to read to understand it mm-hmm. but the 2020 census they had infographics on everything. It's also a sign of the times. Digital census. Yes. So I, I really need to commend Professor Anim and his team because they make the data more user-friendly for media in particular. And I need to commend them for what they've done. To oversee a census on the scale they did in the COVID era was really exemplary. And we need to commend them for what they've done. Anyway, Father's Day is almost here. Let's come around to show our dads how we care. Enjoy this exciting call to climax at Pediasi Valley Resort with the luncheon in honor of His Excellency John Ajekum Kufour, former president of Ghana. This is 19th June. He will grace the show with a seasoned personality to discuss fatherhood, coupled with a wild selection of delicacies on the buffet table at the Sycamore Hall. It's like the Sycamore Tree Lazarus climbed. <laughs> 
It's for 300 CDs per head. Call 0540125555 or 0540125554 or find us on social media at Pediasi Valley Resort to reserve a spot now. This event is sponsored by Caveman Watches, Silver Haircut, Mr. R2G, Turf, Gandor, and Accra Brewery Limited. Pediasi Valley Resort, Nathan, live life. Oh, live life. We'll live life. Go there. We'll go. Oh, take madam. We'll Chill. Ah, <laughs> we'll go. Are working too hard. <laughs> Neta, carry madam in the car and drive away. You'll Put go. off your food. Don't worry. Enjoy. We'll go. <laughs> oh, good morning to Gina. Our Gina, my Gina. <laughs> Gina, the way you are feeding Neta these days, will come with placards. So. <laughs> Why? The guy comes to work with hot food. I'm doing cookies work. So here, so I have to, I have to, I have to. I'm doing cookies work. Charlie, it's 8.32. Your money is brought to you by CBG. <laughs> we start with you. Oh, what I... We don't care. Charlie, you know, a few weeks ago, I shared something about doing audits of you know, the, some of the tangible things in your house, doors, windows, mm. and you even gave a dimension. Mm. So the, the audit is about bills, receipts, bank statements, and all financial documents. Bills, receipts, receipts. bank statements, <clears throat> and financial documents. Every now and again, just go through those things and just do a double check. Try and cross-check with your expenses and all. Sometimes there are things going past you that you don't can know. I, can I explain my problem? I, ca- I do bills, I do receipts, but you know what I can do the bank statement? They send it by email <laughs> yeah. and then they give me a code. Yeah, they say I should input something. three letters in my password. In Charlie, they come for me. <laughs> but still, you have to. You see, because sometimes things can go past you and you would not know. And then you, that gives you an opportunity yeah, to right. check for errors. Right. And you know something, trends. You know, there was a day I looked things. at my bank statement and realized that, Charlie, I'm spending money on things that don't last. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, right. So, that's, that's the regular check of yes, your finances. Your finances, especially at the paper level. Yeah, yeah. Bills, receipts, financial statements. Those Maybe I should check. go for the physical statement. Maybe. Because the online one, they always say, input your... But for your security. They say, input three numbers in your account from letter Charlie Baza and you know sometimes the account number is not in my head so they say list they say they say, have they say check. Uh, uh, and enter the password and the password is the middle four digits in your <laughs> Charlie and they said excluding zeros <laughs> so like, Charlie's like what is this it's like your, your maybe your number is two six five eight eight zero zero nine six three then they say input letter six to eight of your code excluding zero, excluding zero. then I say ah, how do I do this <laughs> <laughs> I do the thing it doesn't work. I have to call the relationship. Charlie Bassa. So banks, we beg help us. That's why the relation managers exist. They, Charlie. But you know, relation managers, when you have a lot of money, they pick your calls early. <laughs> <laughs> if your account does nothing like why are This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. 
Basin that we still live in crisis. Can't a man to cocoshen yama prices. If you for some who play one more tactics, and then I doom so watching on a pipe. Tony Masu and the doom the five. Fell the gallon, I save your life. When you are near the unity, I will tight. Go from point who sold Namako for pro. Process to call Yan, your buyer the draw. Parliament and for no more boy, I brought me Yigana home to my cup your table raw. TV, pocket money, the end of the Atorian <laughs> Economy. This be the economy, huh? Economy. See, this be the economy. Bad. Economy. Alright, so this song was actually done a few years ago. Imagine if I was doing a remix with the current situation. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> Could you? If he was doing a remix of this song with like, because you're talking about CD. Yeah. He said you need seven CD to buy juice. Yes. They're not seven CD to even buy. <laughs> <laughs> you know today you play two inflation songs. Mm-hmm. One is by E.T. Mensa. Mm-hmm. And back then he sang that Mr. Minister of Labor. Mm-hmm. So this be- is the 50s. Yes, you better see to the cutting of prices down. Mm-hmm. Prices soaring high and high. I guess very soon they are going to reach the moon. So that was Iti Mensa. Mensa. And Esakode is now talking Esakode about. Esakode is also talking about, but he is now picking on the various things. We need a remix. Yes. Because now the thing is beyond. <laughs> In fact, the things he said is even gotten worse. It's very true. Yeah. You, let, let's come back to a couple of points. Mm-hmm. So, the, the the for the past two months, imported inflation is more is higher than local inflation. Mm. I think that is a very important signal for our policymakers. Yeah, the trade minister should be saying, "Wow!" So now, inflation from things you buy from abroad yeah. is driving up your inflation locally. Mm-hmm. This is the best chance for us to say. We must do something about our imports. Indeed, indeed. And if you look at some of the things that we are even importing, um, I was making a point earlier that even these new manufacturing plants, they are importing a lot of their raw materials in. If you also look at the confidence reports, some of the things we are importing, my brother, some of the things on our shelves, it tells you something. For example, products were made in Ghana brands constitute at least 50% of all brands. There's sugar. Mm-hmm. Right now, the sugar. Where do these made in Ghana sugar people get it from? They get their raw material from some place, and then even the Commander Sugar Factory are going to import molasses 
to run it. <laughs> so in, you are saying industrialization without the supply chain is actually not the issue. It's, 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 it's not the issue because it doesn't help anybody. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. There is a tomato manufacturing plant somewhere in the BA. Mm -hmm. And there are tomato manufacturing plants somewhere in Tema. Mm -hmm. Those in the BA try to invest in agroa schemes for people to grow the tomatoes. Then they'll process. Mm -hmm. Those in Tema will bring the tomato paste in bulk. Mm -hmm. They import it. Then they will can or put it in sachets. So that's not they are looking local. That's they are not the, that's not the industrialization we want. That's not the industrialization. Did you we want. find out from the Nestle factory where they will get their raw materials from? It's, it's it's something we can ask Nestle. But on top of my, if you are doing cereal or something, you need grains, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe some maize, maybe some wheat or something. Mm -hmm. What you'd need even some palm products mm -hmm. um, to add to all these things. Mm -hmm. Where is the source of that? Mm -hmm. You look at the major manufacturing plants in this country mm -hmm. and they are part of international conglomerates who have already invested in large plantations elsewhere. Mm -hmm. We do have some plantations here like Woma working on the benzo oil palm mm -hmm. and a few other things. But how can we link the raw material production mm -hmm. to the industrialization properly mm -hmm. as envisioned under 1D1F. Mm. Such that mm. if I'm doing cereal production, then there's a direct link to maize or soya production. I have, I have two things. I wanted mm -hmm. Nathan to go through the list in the Confident Report because this week I've been having informal conversations with a mall owner. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've, I've learned something about the problem you just explained. So when Nathan is done with the the numbers of the top things that are imported, I'll tell you something. So it's actually a much deeper problem. Yeah. And whilst Nathan goes through that, mm -hmm. let him look at water. <laughs> let him look at water. You know why? Hmm. Check the water inflation figures. Mm. About 40-something percent. Water inflation? Yes. About 40-something percent. Water? Water. I was looking at the so disaggregation of year on year and month on month food inflation by subclass. Mm -hmm. Oils and fats, 52. Mm -hmm. Because we import a lot of these things, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Water, number two. Mm -hmm. Year on year, water, number two, 42.4. Hey! And then we look at the water so, on our shelves. So go on there, but you see, don't forget, Nathan, just go, go through the report for me. Mm -hmm. What is it saying? Okay, so um, the confidence report. Yep. So it talks about the top performing made in Ghana product categories that we find on our shelves. So mm -hmm. eggs, 63.19%. So if you walk into a place, 63% of the eggs you find are from Ghana. No, hold on. It's not just any place. He did if, some um, malls. Malls, okay. If you so go to some, some of the malls, sorry. Yes. Um, survey of some of the leading retail supermarkets mm -hmm. here. So a bit of context mm -hmm. there. Um, in 2019, the Made in Ghana share was 18%. 18% in 2019. Yes, in 2020, it moved up to 26%. Okay, and it's now? Okay. Um, it's now 31%. 31%. So there's a gradual increase in the Made in Ghana component on our shelf. Yes. Yeah. Good. So and the top products that are local. Yes, eggs. Eggs. Okay, sixty-three point one nine percent. Okay, water, mm -hmm. fifty-nine point eight one percent. So let's say about sixty percent. So sixty forty. So yes, fifty-nine forty-one, yeah. and you the see? water inflation is around forty-two. Yeah, and you see you, how it means. If you want to expand it and look at Ghana water, asking for us to help them fight Galamse so that they can treat water cheaper. Yeah, and and pump water to all of us, asking for tariff reviews even for example because mm -hmm. if you go to 
a lot of these places that Ghana water serves, mm -hmm. people are now having to buy more bottled water and sachet water because they do not trust to yeah. drink Ghana water one or they do not get it consistently. But you know, Ghana water can also say something, and this is like a small angle. They can also say that actually, you just mentioned how inflation has risen and they've not had the tariff increment in exactly. God knows how many years. So exactly. they can say, guys, your inflation show just confirms that we also need the tariff adjustment. Water, water, 41% hmm? imported. Can you imagine? And you have billions of cubic, cubic um, <laughs> I don't think in West Africa, there's any country blessed with the fresh water resources we have because of the Volta Lake. When we do the analysis and we look at water need for West Africa, mm -hmm. for domestic use, industrial use, agricultural use, and mm -hmm. we look at the runoff on the surface of Ghana alone, mm -hmm. if you are tapping it properly, you can feed West Africa. Yeah, because our Volta Lake for some time was the largest made man make lake in the you world. You have your tunnel, you have your Volta, you have your T-Rivers, you have your... So, so guys, think about it too. Your country has the probably the top three largest man made lake in the world. Yet you are importing 40% of the water on the shelves of your of malls. Big malls and supermarkets. And I'll explain that. But Nathan, go on. So X is number one. That local is 60, mm -hmm. 70, 30 in a way. Yes. Then we had water. It's like 60, 40. 60. Cooking oil. Cooking oil local is how much? 46.84%. So let's say 47%. Okay. So we actually import more. Yes. yes. Cooking fruits, oil. Yes. And fruits and veggies. Fruits and veg. About 49%. You see, fruits, yes. yes, and then sugar and salt that's 40 percent, 40.23 is so, local, so 60 yes. percent, so 60 percent, and this is our top five. Yes, now if you can, you go to the west five, <laughs> the, the west five. Mm. So, the worst performing made in Ghana product categories were noodles and pasta. What percent did we do here? 6.8 percent, Jesus. And then which other one? Wooding products and utensils. That's even more shocking. Wooding, product. Wooding products and utensils, 7.75%. Kojo, if yes. you go to the Western North region, every day you see not less than 20 articulated trucks bringing wood and they're exporting to other parts of the world. Yet you can't produce wooding for China and Turkey. That's, that's Meanwhile, you have technical schools, mm -hmm. you have uh, technical and vocational institutions that are supposed to train people in woodwork. Yes, a fundamental problem. The conversation about timber as well. Um, we did some work with um, Nature and Development Foundation mm -hmm. on timber in Ghana, right? Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. depletion of our resources. Mm. And at a point, the is it Ghana Lumbers Association or something, mm -hmm. were exploring opportunities of importing lumber from Guyana. You can't, you can't be serious. I am telling you, you can't. <laughs> I'm actually looking for the we are in, we, we want to import lumber from Guyana. To come and feed our timber mills why i think that's one of the reasons that we also should pay attention to the green ghana um, thing because we've depleted our forest resources and timber is something that we depend on for a lot of things mm. so if you don't replant mm -hmm. in the next 20 years our children would see more timber import into this country nathan let's go back to you you said number one import for the shelves was uh, number one Imports N noodles, noodles, yes, number we do, we two, only 6.8 percent, and number two, wooden products and utensils, 7.75 percent, so 90 something, but 92 percent, and then number three, biscuits and confectionery, biscuits and confectionery, yes, 11.12 percent, so about, about 89 percent, mm -hmm. beauty creams and oils. This this pains me a lot. How percent is that? 16.2 percent, Charlie. Do you know that since 2015? I have not used, apart from hair cream, apart from hair cream, 
all the creams I use are made here now. But you said we don't have hair. Yes, so just it's more, it's more, yes. But I'm saying that, you know, I'm, I'm saying that since we started interviewing these um, Kaime people and all mm -hmm. these guys, I realized that we have the quality, just don't have the scale. All right. So beauty creams too, we are in the, it's one of the worst. And that was the final one in the top five. The final one in the top five drinks. That one to import a lot. Yes, 17% of drinks are local. All right. Kojo, do you know why this is the situation? You see, these malls are the extension of an industrialization strategy of a country. So a country produces, maybe a country has a, 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 a plantation of olive, of vine, grapes in um, South Africa. South Africa. And they decide that they will produce wine and they will do non-alcoholic wine. So they produce the non-alcoholic and all those things in the millions of liters. Then they sell in Southern Africa, they sell in Lesotho, they sell in Malawi, and they realize that they still have excess capacity. They realize that there's money to be made. Financial institutes come together and say, okay, you know what? Apart from you, the guys doing the wine, we have people making shoes. We have people who make bags and we have people who make products like cosmetics. They can come up with a joint financing scheme to set up a mall and give it a name. Come and build it with local partners in Accra, Accra Mall 2007. And the idea is that they will give the key spaces to these South African outlets to come and sell yeah. the South African product. So it is part of a well-thought-through strategy where they come to Ghana, we give them the land, they add value to it, they put their brands on it, and they do malls. And then we'll, we'll troop there and go and take selfies. Yeah. And we'll go and buy South African wine. We'll go and buy South African food. And then we'll say, oh, why don't you put local products on our shelf? Well, the guy who set up the business, he promised the guys who gave him the money that this is going to be an extension. So you're not going to make money just on the basis of the return on the initial investment. But you're going to also have people from this country who probably are shareholders yeah. get their products also move into Ghana. So... It, 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 there's a part of the issue that has to do with shouting, but it's also a part of the issue that has to do with strategy. Mm -hmm. What is our mall development strategy? Yep. Because apart from ANC Mall, which is the first Ghanaian properly holy, and it's funny, when you go to ANC, you will see more local things there because they were, they are Ghanaians. They started the mall. It didn't, and even the style of the mall is much different. So my point is that the, the industrialization policy has to be the lead policy in ghana i think that the ministry of trade i don't even think they give them that much leverage for a country that wants to industrialize i'm not sure if when there's an issue in cabinet the trade ministry has as much leverage as say the finance ministry i don't think so but for a country like ghana look could you if you go to the wto for advanced countries their trade ministers are so powerful yep because they are their country's lead negotiator on many things. So if you go to Geneva, the guy Canada will bring or the guy China will bring in trade is some wild guy who will not compromise on anything. Yeah. Okay. I think even though our trade ministers may be good, very good. For we, that what we do is that we we constrict them. Yep. It's like oh, take care of the importers, go and solve Abosokan issue. I. Then sometimes key key programs you don't know whether trade is leading it or the presidency is leading it. Like one do one, yeah. you don't know whether yeah. it's being led. But it's it's something you know, so must, the, the, yeah. Then the, the the way we, I think, even look at the people. I mean, fine, Alan is solid. 
and I don't want to criticize people, but I'm, I'm saying if you look at the way we've treated the Ministry of Trade, we don't seem to be serious about export-led development. No. We don't. No. And when there are key decisions to be made about trade policy, sometimes the trade ministry doesn't even talk. Yeah. So look at the benchmark reversal issue. How do you led. allow... Yes. And then you allow importers, you allow importers to bully you, right? AGI, why are you sleeping? AGI, what are you doing? Like, AGI is supposed to be, for me, for me, AGI is the future of the country. You understand? These are the guys creating their jobs. They are the ones utilizing my guys from the technical schools, giving them proper employment. They are the guys who are going to have the skill to, to manufacture things that will get Ghana to industrialize. And yet they are like, oh, they make a policy statement. Oh, we beg this. No, why? And then you have Guta guys. Charlie. <laughs> and I don't have any problem with Guta. But could you, even when I put Guta and Aja on air, could you, when you hear Dr. Obin with his research and his books and Charlie, you know, if you pass it, you pass it. You see, and that, that is a, a very sad testimony because for an industrializing country, industry should be more powerful than import. Yeah. But in Ghana, the importers are so powerful. In fact, with Guta, Guta, for example, I, I, I struggle to understand them. You are the Ghana Union of Traders Association. Yeah. So essentially, you just trade in goods and commodities that are available. Whether from right? home or abroad. Whether from home or abroad. But in, in the interest of the country, these people get loans and they have money. They sit on money. So instead of bringing rice or something and asking us to <laughs> remove benchmark on rice, why don't you invest the money in local production and then when we produce you trade it it's the same thing and, and they are always defending imports the local guys cannot match up the production you are talking about the oils right yeah i'm going to give you a list engo engo is palm oil the red palm oil yes. right in katingwa granite oil kubengwa coconut oil ajengo palm kernel oil yes inkutu share yes and there are others Mm -hmm. Look, these five, if we pay attention to the value chains of these five, mm -hmm. we can reduce the oil imports that we are bringing in. And we should have a strategy to use marketing and public education to let people know that these are good. Mm. You see people bringing something and they say, oh, sunflower yeah. oil, why, why oil, and we are importing all these things. And you can use it to prepare almost anything you want. But it's also and, because... And, and, and yes, later, yeah. so that's just a bit of, a bit more context, you know, that 2020 values in terms of how much palm oil we imported uh -huh. is by 197 million dollars. It's a it's a massive problem. Mm -hmm. I, I I'm I'm going to a World Bank program today, where um, a Ghanaian economist called Dr. Kwabena Boachi has co-authored a report on Ghana's trade competitiveness. He's done a diagnostic study. He's done it. He's done it. I'll share it with you guys. He did it. He co-authored it with a senior economist from the Trade World Bank called uh, Jean Christophe Mauer. I've read the executive summary, and he's given us hints of what we can do. The main finds of the report are that, and I think this is really sad that our merchandise trade competitiveness has declined, resulting in the decline of a number of exporting firms and our participation in global value chains. This is serious. He already, but he says that we have improved in our transport and logistics access to ICT, which you can leverage to have a more diversified trade and economic transformation agenda. 
we've done well in service exports which means Ghanaian skills are still highly desired whether they are teachers or nurses or doctors especially in the innovative and dynamic segments of the sector some of our guys are working in the telcos some of our best guys if you go to most african countries you'll find Ghanaians there the question is how come they find those countries very easy to live in but can't work here all right and as the guy is saying that ghana has to do some things to boost its export competitiveness and its um trade diversification how to participate in global value chains there are so many things we can do which when the report is launched i will share with you mm-hmm. you know bakojo i think this is a conversation that should be a national conversation yes i agree with it's you. not something we should go and discuss in some hotel and 10 people come and talk and we just go home and, and, and sleep but i just wanted to ask you eh, where do we start from if 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 you want to like in the things nathan read he read five products where we did very well five did, if we, where do you think ghana should aggressively like the way the indonesia minister was speaking he said for them they said we're going to exp- ban exporting raw metal and in a year or two they forced themselves to industrialize in producing steel stainless steel if if the trade ministry says okay give us your top three areas where we should aggressively say we are going to reduce export of raw this thing and we're going to make sure if you don't add value to it we're not going to send it out where, where would you mention? This is hard. <laughs> or give me top two. <laughs> Pena, this is hard. Because Nathan hard. mentioned... Let me go to what Nathan mentioned again. Mm-hmm. No? Nathan mentioned in terms of the imports, eggs, yes. water. <coughs> eggs, uh, water. And then he mentioned um, oil. Yes. And then biscuits and juice. And then he mentioned wood eggs, products. Eggs, water, cooking oil, fruits and veg, sugar and salt. This is the one we import the least. No, yeah, this is the one we import the least. And the ones we import the most. The most. Noodles and pasta. Uh-huh. Wooden products and utensils. Biscuits and confectionery. Mm-hmm. Beauty creams and oils. And drinks. And these are juices and drinks. Yeah, I suspect drinks. so, of course. It, it, it says drinks. <sighs> Still hard. <laughs> I mean, I think the beauty creams and oils. Yes. I think the beauty creams we, and we oils... We import about 150 million Ghana cities on average a year mm-hmm. into the country, the cosmetics products. Mm-hmm. And, like, we have different different combinations of raw materials. And so far, we've got almost almost about 100 or 200 SMEs, mm-hmm. which are well-packaged and running properly in that particular space. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should put more import tariffs on all these products that we import, uh, we bring in, so that the local ones can um 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 can 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 sell cheaper mm-hmm. we 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 could also give them more support because some of them just need um um, um the muscle to scale simple yes. machines simple machines to do processing a lot of them end up doing manual um work so we are giving galamsey um, um small scale minus yes. machines yeah we need to identify some of these companies and say mm-hmm. we want to stop this 150 million ghana city imports from going out so we are investing say 20 million in equipment and then we we we, we, we distribute to these people it will work but Bernard, there's one thing i want to say largely when it comes to our import we 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 said we're doing import substitution yeah an area we can easily do mm-hmm. is the grain sector grains yes because if you are looking at maize three months three and a half months you are harvesting mm. um so yeah almost the same cowpea almost the same Mm-hmm. millet almost the same so those are mm. not long-term investments mm. we must do these are short-term things that readily gives you returns within a year you can harvest maize soya all, all these grains twice a year we must aggressively push money there so that 
this um, Nestle uh, company, this new manufacturing plant, they could be buying from us. Mm. We are employing people. We are eating. Look, once we have our rice and our maize and all these things, we reduce rice imports by 300 million Ghana cities. Mm -hmm. You are talking about eggs. Mm -hmm. If we have enough grains, poultry industry gets feed and then we can reduce our egg import as well. Once you get chicken and egg, you have the basic protein you need. Once you have grain, you have your basic carbs and the other things. Then we look at some of the long-term stuff, like the oil palm. When you plant, it's going to take three, four, five years for it to start bearing fruits. Uh, mangoes, mm -hmm. all these fruits you are talking about, mm -hmm. three, four, five years before they start bearing fruit. Then we put in place a strategy mm -hmm. to have plantations of same and value chains of same that will feed mm. um, the processing plants. Mm. So for me, I don't think we should be making mistakes with the grains like we've been we've been doing over the years because but what do you think about the grain export ban that the president asked the minister to do because apparently there was demand from outside the country and they didn't want us to start having inflation spiraled by grain shortage it was it was an excellent it was one. an excellent idea it was an excellent idea important. but it makes us see the they see the importance of the grains yes but beyond the banning mm -hmm. what are we doing to ensure this year they do production we're in the first week of June. Mm. If you go up north, farmers mustard production. Mm -hmm. Do they have seed? Mm. Do they have fertilizer? Mm. If they do have those things, our warehouses, how many of them have we put in place? Mm. National Food Buffer Stock Company, which is able to keep strategic stocks for ECOWAS, but cannot keep strategic stocks for Ghana. How are we getting National Food Buffer Stock Company in a good place? Are we paying the people in the value chain to be able to deliver the services that they deliver? And for grains, it's not difficult to do because in a year you are harvesting twice. So I think that the ban was great, but we should treat that sector with, mm. with, with more attention so mm. that it can give us more return. Don't forget, later on we'll be speaking to Richard Densu, his head, senior manager at MTN Enterprise, and we'll be talking about technology tools to help in the world of work as we talk about SMEs. How your SME can benefit from some of the tools to work in a modern way. That's part of the City Business Festival brought to you by APSA with support from MTN, Gersal, GIPC, and IT Consortium. So that interview is coming up shortly. Nathan, a few quick comments will help and then we'll see. Uh, I received a few comments, Kojo. I wanted your comments on this. So, Bernard, what Kojo is discussing is called value chain capability development. The challenge is that the primary level the challenge is that the primary level that is to feed the secondary economy is still very rudimentary conservative and at a sustenance level i did some work for a major rice importer who wanted to localize his value chain the capability was simply not there it means they have to develop the capability from ground zero it becomes unprofitable this is where economics comes in the concept of comparative and competitive advantage so he then goes and makes another point so I don't know when uh, you did this study, but I can tell you that in the past year or two, the local rice producers have developed a lot of capability. They've invested in rice mills. They have um, good hired the right people. Good, um, good agricultural practices. Look, our average yield used to be around 2.5, 3.5. But mm -hmm. now they are setting businesses that are getting up to 5.5. Mm -hmm. Almost hitting 6. Rice has developed very well. If you look at... I, I am personally in that particular space. Mm. And the opportunity to employ people, for example, we are doing 1,200 acres of rice. Mm -hmm. It's employing close to 300 farmers. Wow. Right. Now, if you're employing 300 farmers on 1,200 acres mm. and you harvest your paddy, it goes to the mill. Mm. It is milled. Mm. 
transporters are involved. Mm-hmm. Once it's mailed, it gets to the market. Other actors are involved. So sometimes we will, we will make this argument about low capacity here. Mm-hmm. But it's up to us to also invest in the capacity because we cannot go to sleep and say because of low capacity we'll and competitiveness, we'll we'll keep importing. Yeah, it's like, we importing. It's like, the just, it's like you've forever. asked one question and once that question is not solved, you stop. That's why R&D comes in place. Yeah. So a manufacturing company should do R&D and have a protocol and say, if I need rice, mm-hmm. this is my protocol. Which institutions, which farmer-based organizations can I work with? Ministry of Food and Agriculture, um, 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 MMDAs and stuff. Then they go all out to do something. Let's read more comments. Bernard, I did some work on industry upgrading last year or years ago. The output included policy recommendations. One of the key policy recommendations was that we needed to establish an industrial development authority, different from an investment promotion. All the emerging economies, particularly those in Asia, set up this institution to facilitate their industrialization drive. It has worked for them and it's still working. Let's push to have one set up in Ghana. It's an interesting point. So like the way GIPC promotes investment, you need an authority to be the champion within the trade ministry for the industrial guys yeah. where anything they need, land, laws, machinery, the industrialization development authority can use this leverage to push them through. I think that's a very important point. Thank you for sharing. If you can share the full report with me, I'll be happy to read it uh, and mm-hmm. give some comments as well. Yes, messages. Rafael from Adenta says, what do you think of the pricing culture mm. in our informal markets? Speculation and misconception mm. trigger price hikes needlessly with no scientific basis. Meanwhile, they do not respond the same way when global factors begin to relax. Mm. But and team, at least, the Kufado government is doing something right. So far, the government's statistician hasn't been influenced um, as respects to the delivery of monthly inflation rates. I pray he's not sacked, reappointed, or he's sacked nor reappointed, okay? This one says, a great discussion. However, there are two big issues. Mm-hmm. One, Ghana has not successfully transitioned from being a dollar-based economy. Mm-hmm. I've traveled extensively in Africa, and this is the country in which most transactions are basically underpinned by the dollar. Mm-hmm. For that reason, anything impacting the dollar has a significant ripple effect on the rest of the economy. The second point um, is the second point is the one you make about where the intermediation is being done outside of the banking system. Mm-hmm. Where do the informal sector? go for credit. Mm-hmm. They go to expensive secondary markets and the cost is transferred immediately yes. to the borrowing sectors and segments of the society. Very true. Even when importing, even when importing, the mm-hmm. importers assume no exchange variation risk. Mm-hmm. So two things. Eliminate dollar index pricing. True. Make it a national crime for which you could lose property, go to prison or be limited in your recourse to the law courts. Secondly, we need to build a discipline of honest trading backed by a relevant credit rating system. On the first point he makes, you need leadership which is not invested in that crime. Because if most of the leaders, their properties are dollar index and they are renting in dollars, how would they have the impetus to stand up and say, you, have, you cannot sell in dollars? So you get my, my argument. So leadership is also very important. And the people who lead must have clear eyesight on some of these issues. And you see, it's sad when we say a lot of nice things, but you have people who are so invested in the system doing the wrong thing so they cannot actually stand up and correct the problem mm. you know anyway yeah got or guts from acp says i think our bog governor should be on the next stc bus to cut d'ivoire to learn how to manage inflation we keep doing the same thing and expect a different result well Cote d'ivoire <laughs> and francophone countries have a different, have dynamic, a different dynamic so we have to be careful the way we do those comparisons and i think when i spoke to the government statistician he admitted that point so yes Cote d'Ivoire's inflation may be low 
but i think that some of the behavior around inflation is also to do with people's pricing culture yeah. anyway. yep. this one says uh, uh, on the inflation could it not also be as a result of pricing policy mm. for the goods produced in ghana their prices are equivalent to that of the imported goods for goods that you can get about 90 percent of the real raw materials in ghana yet the prices are even higher than the imported goods. Mm. We could discourage the importation of such goods if the ordinary Ghanaian could purchase the locally manufactured ones with the same quality and a lower price tag. Example, very the Kumasi uh, leather made shoes in Kumasi. Very, very good point. Time check is 8 minutes past 9. There are so many ways to keep enjoying the things you love on MTN just because everything is made simple just for you. On MTN, you get to enjoy convenience and when you top up, whether it's using the mobile money or the my mtn app you can also buy from any vendor at the recommended retail price and get a hundred percent bonus remember to demand the same value retailers who do not comply will be sanctioned accordingly it's super simple and convenient mtn everywhere you go and of course chango's uh, crowdfunding platform is serving as an enabler for initiative save the heart campaign by the cardiothoracic center is embarking on a campaign to raise one million Ghanaians to support this uh, heart this will remove the funding barrier for any child in Ghana who undergoes a heart surgery. Donors can go to www.changoapp.com, proceed to contribute to the Save a Heart campaign. I've done that. You can download the Chango Group contribution and crowdfunding app from the App Store or the Play Store, sign up and proceed to contribute to the Save a Heart campaign. Call 0270-066614 or go to changoapp.com for more information. Now, the Electricity Company of Ghana wishes to inform uh, its cherished customers and the general public that they will conduct an audit of all meters soon. Mm. As part of this field survey, teams of ECG officials will be deployed to update customer info to assist in this exercise. Our customers are being given a moratorium of one month to report to any district or regional office from 7 June to the 6th of July for the rectification of several issues. Postpaid customers who have meters but do not receive bills, prepaid customers who cannot or who do not purchase credit, customers who have 40 meters, customers who have bypassed or tampered with their meters, and those who have engaged in illegal connections. Note that after this moratorium, if you are caught doing any illegal things, you'll be dealt with according to the law and your names will be published widely. <laughs> When you buy something, it has to be the best. So you can uh, trust that Diamond 42.5 R grade is the best. When you build, it will last. You won't have issues. For those who want the more affordable variant, the 32.5 R grade is there. And that means great value for your pocket. You can call Diamond Cement on 0244-313-368-0540-111978-0202-021-175. Diamond Cement still hard as a diamond. Not only does land litigation cases make you spend more, it takes time. Make the right choice by securing your desired plot of land at Shandonia Garden, which is a 100-acre gated community located at Community 24, five-minute drive from the Axel Toe Point mm. of the Accra Tema Motorway. There. The plots are fully titled, 24-hour security, asphalted roads, basketball courts, the whole shebang. They've got three, six, eight, and 12-month payment plans and outright payment options as well. Give them a call on 0 302-765-438 or visit shandoniaproperties.com or go to their office at Dr. Kote Papafio Road Airport Residential Area in the old Ghana Airways building. We'll be right back and hear Richard Dinsu talk about technology but before we do that a few quick birthdays coming through yes, on um, the show. But happy birthday to 
a big man in the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. The CEO of Saka Homes. Oh, <laughs> you mean Saka of Motown? Yes, the CEO of Saka Homes. Oh, yes, the the one in Ozi. Saka Pan in Beverly. Yes, Mr. Ebenezer Kojo. Saka Adomensa. Oh, this is this is wonderful. Happy birthday to you. You know he's my mate. It's, it's from it's from all the boys and all the all the family. Happy birthday. Somebody man. sent me a birthday request today, but I can't find it. So I'm looking for it. You see, this is the problem. It's better to send it to the main platform. <laughs> now I can't find it. But the person said his wife celebrates a birthday with my wife, so I should read it, but I can't find it. So please, the person whose wife celebrates the birthday with my wife, Happy today is your birthday. To I can't find it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. It's somewhere on my phone. <laughs> or you can send it again. I don't know. Anyway, we all want our kids to do well in school and in life. That's why they need grades. And sport teaches grades so well. Teaches them to bounce back no matter how many times they fall to keep shooting for their goals and to stay disciplined even when things take long. When they build great in sport, they build it for life. Help your champion get great today through sport. Energize them with a nourishing cup of Milo to go further. Milo, the energy to go further. All right, so we'll be right back with uh, the City Business Festival on a series. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. series for the City Business Festival 2022. This program is brought to you by APSA MTN with support from IT Consortium, Gersal and GIPC. We are still talking about how SMEs can recover from the COVID stress and today we're looking at tools and technology tools that can help you revamp as the world of work changes for SMEs. My guest is a senior manager in charge of enterprise for MTN and MTN business. Richard Dinsu, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Bernard. It's good to have you. How are you doing? I'm well. Yourself? I'm very good. Uh, we, we are trying to recover from COVID. Is that the same situation with companies like yours? Where are you in the post-COVID recovery? Okay, so um, as you're aware, this, the, the COVID came to disrupt a lot of things. Mm. We're, on a, we're, on a, we're on a path that we're, we've been used to for about um, for many years. Mm-hmm. And then instantly we had to be forced to, to, to be home, uh, to work from places that we're not used to, and places that were not normal settings for office and other things. So a lot of disruptions. But yes, um, the two years or so that we, we were through, we learned a lot. A lot through the process. We are in May so. 2022. So yeah. two years ago now must have been crazy. When they take of it. <laughs> Where people couldn't go to work. Everybody was looking for data. Exactly. The meaning of home and work changed. And your company was at the center of that Very for much. probably 90% of Ghanaians. How are you guys coping with that kind of pressure? Yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on our, on our, on our network. 
so we had to quickly do some adjustment to support the we were also able to support the government support the schools because now they had to work from home and they had to school from different places so it brought a lot of pressure but we were able to manage it amazing mm. what do you do at mtn You're, you have a nice title senior manager mtn Enterprise or NTN business? Yeah, it's Enterprise Solutions. Enterprise Solutions. Yes. What is that? Okay, so Enterprise uh, basically um, is the arm within MTN, the division within MTN that support businesses. Mm -hmm. Okay, so beyond the individuals that we support, we also have a unit dedicated to supporting businesses, mm -hmm. large enterprises, small ones, very small ones, individual businesses. So what I do there is um, provide solutions for these companies. So there are some of them, they use standard services. There are some of them, we sit with them, design the solutions, and we implement it for them. You know, when you use the web solution, it can mean a lot of things. So, so are you talking about products that can help them work? Exactly. That, that's what you mean by a solution. Okay. So any, any, any enablement, anything, any technology that you need to enable your business. Okay. So we're talking about uh, connectivity. You have branches across the country. You want to connect it. We can provide that. You have communication needs. You have security. You, you require security. You, have inter you require internet. All those other tools, the tools, the ICT tools that you need to enable your business. How would you we call We're able to do that, yes. Actually. That's what we call the solutions. And so the, that's what you call enterprise solutions. Enterprise solutions. As against, so if Bernard Avle comes to MTN for a personal connection, that's a direct consumer engagement. Yes. But if CTFM comes to MTN, that's, that's enterprise. enterprise yes. So you manage CTFM. Exactly. I see. Exactly. And the, so the raft of companies you manage will be from both a one-man business to a 200-man business to a 5,000 company, all types of companies. All type of com types of companies across geographical locations anywhere in the world. We can actually provide. Um, so we've got, we built partnerships. MTN is in over close to 20 countries, and we, we, we have systems and structures to be able to provide solutions of any form, data, including data center services um, anywhere. Mm. If, and we have, for instance, if your business is in Nigeria, it's very easy to, to interact or talk with our um, partners in Nigeria, mm. our sister company in Nigeria, and then we can work something out for you. So beyond... Ghana, mm. we are also able to provide services. I'll come to that. I'm still trying to understand okay. the way that the business MTN solutions mm. works. But let's talk about SMEs. Okay. So, from where you work, what percentage of the organizations that you offer service for would you say are SMEs? That's question one. And what does that tell you about the way SMEs are in Ghana? In terms of percentages, about 90%. 90% of the of the businesses that we serve mm. uh, SMEs mm -hmm. and yes it tells us and the data also shows that it's 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 a good representation of the 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 structure of the of the economy so most most parts most businesses are SMEs most of the businesses and the, the contribution to the GDP and all of that um, come from the small SME, and, side. Yes, SME side so they, they, are, they, are, they are key, uh, and you know, they, 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 if they thrive, we also thrive. I mean, if they, uh, as they do well, then they would have the capacity uh, to be able to expand their businesses and all of that. So we're always positioning, positioning ourselves to be able to partner with them for growth. 
to be able to help them grow so that we can... So when you talk of SME, from your perspective as a solution provider, you are, are you looking at the number of employees? Are you looking at the turnover of the business? Or what are you Both. doing? So we look at the employees. It can be one, mm -hmm. so a consultant. Yeah, okay, it's, it's, a, it's a business. Yes, he's he's an individual, but do I say he's a business or she's a business? And then two people, three people, home businesses, um, uh, market women, mm. um, street vendors, all those ones are SMEs. So we consider all of them as so. It's a number of employees one. There's a classification that we give that two to five, um, um, six to ten, ten to twenty. We have those kind of classifications, mm -hmm. but all of them are, um, mm -hmm. are managed as. as I'm asking as this because yes. I can imagine small company with a large data need versus a large company with not such a large data need. So you can have a church which has five thousand members and they don't even have proper internet connection. Exactly. You can have a small media house that does a lot of uploads and does a lot of content so they may need a high speed 5g so which is why i'm coming and asking when you're talking about small business from your perspective is it about the number of people you are working with or the volume of what they need from you so as i said it's both but the starting point is a number of a number of um, employees not a number of people who use themselves necessarily okay. so number of employees mm -hmm. so in a church you say three or four or five people, that's a starting point. Mm -hmm. But when we get in, we'll evaluate based on what we find. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we can classify it properly. Mm -hmm. Because as you said, there could be two employees, but they are, they are, the way the setup is such that they don't need a number of people to work. Mm. So, but it's a, it's a big company. But we start off from there. Mm. And then we, we, we. Do you conflate SME with informal? Because in discussions about Ghana business, researchers will say, oh, 70% of Ghanaians are in the informal sector. Sometimes they mean they are SMEs, but sometimes it's not the same thing. So in your work, do you, does the issue of an informal sector or formal sector come in at all? Or is it just a question of SME versus large company? Basically, yes. SMEs, large companies, mm. multinationals. Mm. Um, informal, formal, it's other... It's an economic it's, description. Yes, it's not yes. for you. Yes, not necessarily. Not necessarily for yeah. you, I see. But based on the SMEs you work with, what are some of the unique challenges the COVID pandemic presented for them in particular? Okay, so I think it's... Uh, we realized uh, working with them that it was a shock to many. They had to close their businesses. Those who were on the streets, like I was describing, uh, one-man businesses, shops, and other things, they had to close their businesses and be home. So how were they going to serve people from home? Mm. How were they going to do that? And for most of them, they were not, they were not prepared for it. It mm. came as a shock. So what we find is that um, the challenge that we find, and some of them are still trying to recover, um, we find is that the they they were not prepared in terms of their data needs, their communication, how their teams will collaborate, uh, how they were going to make payments to their customers, how they uh, were going to even interact with their customers. Because now you couldn't speak to people face to face. You you had to. There was, a, there was a need to have a system to be able to, to use that to interact. Uh, they were not ready for that. They were used to people walking to their businesses and interacting with them. So they, it exposed a lot of things. And the, 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 issue, the issue now is that we, are, we aren't going to go back to the pre-COVID era. We, we, we have to adjust and move forward. 
So that is where, um, especially for a company like us, we come in to help business transition because we have moved. The, the, even if the business itself has not changed, the customers' appetites have changed. Now they're able to do, they were able to do things from their home, from the comfort of their home. Mm -hmm. They were able to recharge, they're able to um, use services online. So if, if, if you're, as a business, you have not changed, your customers have changed, vendors have changed, your suppliers have changed. So you necessarily have to adjust. Interesting. This is the City Business Festival, and this is our on-air series. Today we're speaking to Richard Dinsu, who is the head of or senior manager for MTN Business and Enterprise Solutions. They provide solutions for all kinds of companies. And today we're reflecting on some tools, particularly from the technology side, that can help SMEs in their bid to recover. He mentions about four areas that SMEs struggled. He speaks about data needs, the needs for payment solutions, interactivity and other forms of business that was disrupted by the pandemic. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll delve into some solutions that he will propose for SMEs in getting them to stay afloat and also to thrive. Stay with us. The entire month of June is dedicated to business on City TV and 97.3 City FM. This June, the City Business Festival will give entrepreneurs, SMEs, and individuals the needed insights and knowledge to advance their businesses throughout the month. As the world adjusts to life after the pandemic, the City Business Festival will give SMEs the opportunity to reboot their businesses with expert forums, discussion platforms, and interactive Zoom sessions all month long. Get ready for the various panel discussions and business forums live on City TV as we discuss key business topics and strategies that will address the challenges that confront the business community with exciting themes each week in June. And as well, every weekday in June, tune in to the City Breakfast Show on 97.3 City FM for the City Business Festival on Air Series and gain the knowledge you need to kickstart, grow, improve, strengthen, and expand your business. It will be a month filled with knowledge, expert conversations, panel discussions, exciting events, and on-air conversations with the City Business Festival. This June, only on City TV, 97.3 City FM, and CNR Digital. The City Business Festival 2022 is proudly sponsored by APSA and supported by MTN Momo, MTN Business, GIPC, and IT Consortium. Welcome back. This is the City Business Festival, our online series, and brought to you by APSA with support from MTN, also IT Consortium, and GIPC and Gersa. My guest is Richard Dinsu. He's the Senior Manager, MTN Enterprise Solutions. So it's quite clear that what it means to be a business may not have changed, but how to deliver your product has changed exactly. because of the COVID situation. What are some of the ways in which we can help SMEs to recover and do well from a solutions perspective? Okay, so I'll categorize them. So I'll start with the communication and collaboration needs. So um, initially before the COVID time, I mean you had your office lines, customers could reach you on the, in the office, your team could have meetings regularly and they had to work from the office. But after the COVID, we, we, are, we, we are now having flexible working time. Mm -hmm. 
it means I can work at different times. I can work from anywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I'm working, if today, <coughs> sorry, if today somebody is in the office and another person is at home, how do they collaborate? Mm -hmm. So that is when the um, solutions like um, unified communications. So unified communications, for example, allows you to use your carry your fixed line in a way around. So we call it mobile PBX. So you have your PBX in the office. That's usually uh, your internal staff would interact with each other with. But now that the person is home, if a customer calls, the phone in the office will ring. And if you if you cannot pick it, you've missed the business. So unified communications, I would allow you to be able to do the, um, carry your office line with you wherever you go. That is another one. Then you also have tools, tools like Zoom, where you can use to do collaboration. So if you're having meetings, instead of meeting physically, you could also access Zoom. There are free versions. There are free packages that you can use. Um, if you're using Microsoft Suits, um, you would find Teams, that you can also use Teams. So some, these are some of the tools you can use, your team can use, and also with your customers, because now customers would not necessarily travel to you to come and meet you with you. You can, um, although they can do it, but they, they've become some way, somehow used to mm. having meetings online. Mm. So how do you leverage some of these tools? So in terms of communications, this is critical. Mm -hmm. But before I continue, I'd want to say that the the basic infrastructure you need to have is internet connectivity. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that, uh, pretty much there's little you can do. Okay, so the the internet must be good. It must be cost efficient because you're going to be relying relying heavily on it, mm -hmm. and it must also be available for your staff. So you're thinking about, if you, if you think about only yourself or in the, in the business, the customers working, your staff working from home. Otherwise, you'll be having meetings and there are breaks and there are interruptions here and there. So what kind of connectivity solutions that you can, there are a lot of them. Mm. I would just tell you that we have um, the fiber broadband that's uh, it's available. We have the fixed wireless access we usually call the Turbonet that is also available that you can use. We During the COVID time, we found a lot of businesses coming for um, a lot of them and they gave it out to their staff so that they could be able to work from home. Mm. So connectivity is key. So I was speaking about connectivity, which is fundamental, then the communications. Then there is um, the part of um, being visible online for your customers. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is important to realize that customers are now used to um, interacting with their, with their suppliers or their, with their service providers digitally. Mm -hmm. Now, so if it is essential that you, you, your services are available online and they can assess it, mm -hmm. and then they can also manage it themselves. So, in fact, you can just start with social media tools for small businesses. It's, don't make it too complicated. Start mm -hmm. with social media tools. Get your services on Instagram. Get it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. There are... Um, channels now social media is almost like an e-commerce platform mm -hmm. you can do that register with um, delivery companies uh, online i mean use uber or um, the other ones boats uh, Bolt, yango you can use any of them for delivery and all of that it's important you build this kind of system 
to, to leverage on in terms of getting your services to your customers and they being able to make payments. So let's hold on there. You've already spoken about the communication and customer needs and our communication. You are saying that internet connectivity is almost like the lifeblood. Very much. There's no substitute for internet connectivity. No. So even if you can do voice calls, a proper business in the 21st century post-COVID cannot survive without data. Yes. So what petrol and diesel meant for the old economy is what internet connectivity is for the new economy. Very much. Amazing. So in terms of the packages you mentioned, are you saying that even a small one-man business, there's a level for them to afford? Because it seems as if these things are sold in packages, that some of which are it's like they, they assume a certain level of usage. So even to the granular level, are you saying there are solutions for individual, one-man business, partnership, law firm, um, uh, whatever? Are they, are, how do you calibrate the solutions? Okay, so David, for some of them, we've designed them specially to, to meet the needs of the SMEs. Let me give you an example. So during the COVID time, there was, there was, there was one church. They have almost about over 1,000 branches, and then they couldn't meet again. So then we spoke with them. We had interactions. They, and then we built a solution for them. That's, that's, um, that is based on our unified communication platform. So the pastor would set up the, the meeting and it's, a phone, it's on his phone or wherever, what, on whatever device. Then the members will dial in and then he preaches. And then for the whole day, 24 hours, they pay one CD. Okay, this, that's an example of something we built for a church, and they've used it for almost a year wow. throughout the pandemic. Wow. So there are, there, are, there, are, there are solutions, packages like that. Very cheap, one city, 24 hours. Could they see him or they could just hear him? They could see him or hear him. If your internet is, is good, you could dial into the, you could use the, the, the video functionality. But we're mainly using the, using the audio. Mm. And, um, and then we also have a solution we call SME Plus, mm -hmm. also specifically built for SMEs. So if you dial 5060-5060 hash, you'll be surprised the packages that are there. You, you, would, you wouldn't find... It, because it was specially designed for SMEs, mm -hmm. because we know they are, we we realize that they need um, these kinds of um, support. Then um, the turbonet I mentioned, the fixed broadband um, I mentioned. Mm. These are very with twenty cities you can actually get. What's the difference between fixed broadband and a turbonet? Okay, so that one is a brand name for a product. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so the the the, the f both are both we consider as fixed broadband, but for the fiber, fiber is based on cable. So we take fiber to your home or to your office or to your business, where, where, wherever you you are. We take fiber connectivity to the place. It's cable. The the table net, which is fixed wireless access product device, is based on the on the uh, um, on the wireless technology. Okay, so that's that's the difference. So you, you may live in a house which has no copper or yes. fiber cable connected. Yes. But the device will connect to the internet via wireless. Wirelessly. So Over a, a mobile network, so a 4G network. If 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 um, internet connectivity like electricity is basically saying you have electricity without having cables to your house. Sort of. Yeah. So, so it means that the the fixed wireless can reach more places generally than the fixed broadband. Yes, so the fixed wireless, wherever there's 4G, you can use it. 
I'm asking this because of business locations. There have been yes. discussions around urban living. And a lot of people have said Accra is too crowded, Accra is too complicated. They want to move to, say, Cape Coast or Ho or Kosombo. So, but there's a challenge with connectivity. The further I go from the center, is there not? Uh, if, if, you're, if you're talking about a cab cable, using cables, yes, then there's that limitation. Mm -hmm. But for the, the fixed wireless access um, technology, mm -hmm. like our TableNet solution, that's, that's, that's in anywhere there's 4G network, you can use it and get a very good experience. Yeah. Anywhere there's 4G? A anywhere there's 4G. But where is there 4G? Uh, for MTN, um, we are... Uh, almost all the um, capitals, towns across the country. Same level of strength? Very much. So is the 4G in a little good the same as the one I'll get in Accra? <laughs> Very much. There's you no are difference. sure? Very much. Because one decision to locate a business infrastructure, internet infrastructure is a key determinant of yeah. business location. Now, there's a feeling that Apart from the strong signals we get in urban areas, the, the further I go from the urban centers, the worse your connectivity becomes. If we don't have the service, we don't have it. But if we have it, we make sure that you get experience. Yes. I see. So I said, apart from connectivity, you need visibility. And visibility rides on the social media platforms. But you also yes. need a certain level of connectivity to be visible. Is, is that not the yes. case? Yes, so that's what I mentioned that the connectivity is it's, it's the basic. It's, yes, it's the basic. It's a fun, it's a foundational mm -hmm. um, infrastructure you should have. Okay, and then you can build on top of that. So the visibility, the digital visibility, is the, the basic one is the social media. Mm -hmm. But then there are other platforms that you can uh, play play there, and there are developers that can mm -hmm. help you put your services, digitize your services mm -hmm. around. And some of them um, work with you. Hoptel. Um, Express Pay and all of them can help you develop some of those other solutions. And then you spoke yeah. about logistics and movement, where you speak about the boat and, and some of these. But yes. they also, but it's funny, almost every solution is data, is, is connectivity based. Very because much. if you don't have internet, you can't order for a ride. Very much. You so, can't. You can't do anything. Yeah. So 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 we, we realize that. So with the with the SME Plus solution, for example, the fifty sixty star five zero six zero hash, uh, where you can get the bundles, we you find SMS, you find um, call time, mm. airtime, you find data. Mm. So it's actually a bundle. Mm. Uh, so that you can meet various various needs, mm. but as I said, beyond beyond you your business getting the connectivity, your employees mm. they also need to have to be able to collaborate. Mm. So um, there are, there are a, a lot of solutions around that would allow you to like uh, we have one solution we call group share. So you buy the bundle in bulk, and then the, your your staff can. Um, use it from that same book mm -hmm. sort of you you all have one plate and then you're using it from you're, you're all eating from it uh, we call it group share so in terms of connectivity uh, there are lots of solutions that you can tell what about to. productivity do you have any solutions or do you have any recommendations not even necessarily mtn generally i'm i'm, I'm hearing things around stock keeping managing your wares keeping track of payments yes, and all those things. Yes. So um, 
there, there, there are a lot of them. And nowadays, um, because of advancements in internet technology, mm -hmm. you can find a lot of them online. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, with free versions. Okay. So for small businesses, I would, I would advise that they start with the free versions, mm -hmm. and then as their businesses expand, then they, then they go up. So if you went to the internet and you, and you typed um, inventory management mm -hmm. software, mm -hmm. you could get one. So that was been a lovely speaking to speaking to Richard Dainsu of MTN. Now bring you the full length interview later this evening after eyewitness news you're still listening to the city breakfast show we'll take a snappy break when we come back we've got more for you we have a very interesting conversation about green ghana and all of that coming right up don't go anywhere this is still the city breakfast show live on your dial this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation yeah. 949 you, you, Still listening to the City Breakfast Show You know go one person Love the way you did dance girl I ain't winning Why get kind of fighting Mommy be cool Let's hop in my Maserati Yes, sir, from you, 0549996. So, like I said before, we took that break. Tomorrow is a Green Ghana Day. Tomorrow we are planting. It's the second time we are doing so. And it's um, a great initiative put together by the government to ensure that we get our forest cover going. We make sure that Ghana is green once again. Let's get on the line. Let's speak to um, the Honorable Minister uh, for Lands and Forestry, um, Honorable Samuel. Uh, Abdullah Jinapo. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning, and a very good morning to your cherished listeners. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Tomorrow is uh, another version of uh, the Green Ghana Day. For those who are hearing it for the first time, what exactly is Green Ghana Day all about? Yeah, so thank you very much. Um, I think your listeners may be aware that Ghana has lost its forest cover over the years. Uh, from 1900 to date, We've lost a whooping 80% of our forest cover. And that has far-reaching negative consequences on the climate of our country and also has enormous uh, negative impact on the global action on climate change. And so the president is taking the decision that we have to intervene and do so uh, in a very revolutionary manner. And and, and the ministry is uh, implementing a two-pronged strategy in dealing with this matter. The first is halting deforestation. And the second is engaging in aggressive afforestation and reforestation. It is the second strategy of aggressive afforestation and reforestation, which is culminated into the Green Ghana Day. As you know, last year, on June 11, 2021, the Green Ghana Day, the president led the nation to plant 7 million seedlings, way above the target of 5 million seedlings. And this year, we'll set a very ambitious target of 20 million seedlings. And so what is it about? Tomorrow, all of Ghana, all of us, are being called upon to come out and mobilize 
to enable us to plant 20 million seedlings tomorrow. And the, the idea really is to uh, revegetate and restore the lost forest cover of our country. So tomorrow in the morning, President Akufuado will kickstart the nationwide tree planting exercise and lead the country by planting the first tree at 8 a.m. at the Ifuasada Land Park. The Vice President will plant in Kumasi, in, in, in Tamale. The Speaker of Parliament will plant on the presence of Parliament. The Chief Justice will plant on the um, premises of the Supreme Court. His Majesty the Asantehini has been very gracious to plant in Kumasi. His Majesty the Yana will plant in Yendi. Former President Kofu is going to plant in Gumwa in Shuem. Former President John Ramani Mahama will be planting in Accra. And a host of other eminent citizens of our country, such as the Chief Imam. And most importantly, all of us Ghanaians, residents of Ghana, and those who are visiting Ghana tomorrow, we are all expected to plant trees tomorrow. Thankfully, the ministry has worked around the clock under the um, able leadership of uh, my deputy, the Honorable Bendito Usibio, uh, to mobilize all the logistics. So we have more than 20 million seedlings available. They've been distributed across the country, forestry commission offices, district assembly offices, public places such as markets, malls, and several other places. Seedlings are available. And let me emphasize that the seedlings are free of charge. They are not for sale. Anybody who attempts to sell a seedling to you, you should reject that kind of offer. And so are we also planting economic trees. So we are planting mahogany, rosewood, um, uh, coconut trees, um, uh, mango trees, and several ornamental trees on the principal streets of our capital cities. So tomorrow is going to be a, a historic day where Ghana is going to come out to plant 20 million seedlings, 20 million trees, and thereby contribute to the noble cause of the globe in fighting against climate change. I mean, that's that sounds very extensive. But what's what's the guiding principle for this year's edition? What's the theme for, for uh, Green Ghana Day 2022? The theme is mobilizing for a greener future. So mm. essentially what we want to do is to make sure that we mobilize the population, first of all, to incorporate into the youth the culture of tree planting and preservation. And secondly, to restore the lost forest cover of our country. And this year, we learned lessons out of last year, and therefore this year, we are planting 10 million seedlings in forest reserves, degraded forest reserves. And, and that is going to mean that across the 16 regions of this country, we are going to create new forest reserves, and which is going to add to the forest cover of our country. We are going to plant the other 10 million in schools, churches, mosques, various compounds, streets, people's homes. And so if we are successful at planting these 20 million seedlings tomorrow, and we're able to look after them and nurture them to maturity, it will mean that we would have added a great deal to the forest cover and vegetation of our country. So that is the rationale behind it. The theme tomorrow is mobilizing for a greener future, and let's go planting. You, you talked about um, the theme being mobilization. So largely you expect private individuals and all what about corporate entities um what's the what's the pitch to them and you know what kind of appeal will you make to corporate bodies who may hear this and may want to play a, a role or, or a, a part or, or another in, in in this exercise so corporate ghana has been very cooperative and the ministry is grateful to corporate ghana uh, we have been engaging with the various stakeholders of the ghanaian corporate society for the past two months and the idea actually is to have um, corporate entities adopt compartments 
and, and, and plant in those compartments, fund the planting of uh, trees in those compartments, and these compartments will be branded in their names. And in actual fact, we've even gone a step further to make an arrangement of co-ownership uh, of, of these trees, and, and that can be registered as uh, carbon footprints of these companies. So will it also be that these companies can register these compartments as being part of their corporate social responsibilities. And thankfully, a good number of Ghanaian corporate entities have stepped forward to enter into partnership with the Forestry Commission in order to adopt compartments, plant in the compartments, have them branded in their names, capture them as their corporate social responsibilities, and take co-ownership. As you may be aware, the industry of carbon trading, the carbon market, is mm. a very huge emerging industry which is very lucrative. Lots of monies have been traded on the carbon market today. So the idea is that corporate Ghana can also see Green Ghana as an avenue of investment where they can trade on the carbon market with the trees they plant as their carbon footprint. Palo, for example, has gotten into a memorandum of understanding with the Forestry Commission, and they are going to begin planting um, large tracts or large hectares uh, of, of, of forest. And, and that is going to be part of their carbon. Um, uh, it is going to be registered in their name, and they are going to have the benefit of it. So, yes, corporate Ghana is a big uh, part of the project, and it's not too late. Anybody who, any corporate entity that wants to get on board the Green Ghana uh, is welcome to contact the Forestry Commission, if not today or tomorrow, thereafter or, or, or the weeks and months ahead of us to get into this partnership with the Forestry Commission. Let me conclude by thanking the faith-based organizations for their support and cooperation. I do know, for example, that the Pentecost Church is committed to plant one million seedlings tomorrow. Mm. I, also know that the, I also know that the Presbyterian Church is committed to plant one million seedlings tomorrow. So as several other faith-based organizations are preparing to plant uh, thousands and, and, and millions of trees tomorrow, the chief imam in the Muslim community are also committing to plant a, a, a significant number of seedlings tomorrow. This is a Ghana project. This is not an MPP project. This is not an NDC project. This is not a southern project or a northern project. So the project for young people, old people, this is a project for all of Ghana. And we do this for the future of our country. We mobilize to green our society so we can live a better society for our children and great-great-grandchildren. So tomorrow, Green Ghana, let's go planting. Thank you very much. But just, just quickly, what's the status of um, the 7 million seedlings that were planted from, from last year? 80% of them have survived. 80% okay. of them have survived per the report I have across the country. Uh, we had a monitoring evaluation team They've been working around the clock, and as I speak to you, 80% of them have survived. And we'll put in place enough and sufficient measures to ensure that the 2022 edition of Green Ghana, these 20 million seedlings, we have even a better survival rate than we did last year. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Minister, and uh, all the best with the initiative. So that was uh, Samuel Abdullahi Jinapon, Minister of Lands and Natural Resources, talking about Green Ghana. Uh, 2022 is happening tomorrow all over so please get to the offices of the forestry commission pick up a seedling like you heard it's free you don't have to pay for it just pick it up plant and let's give ghana uh, the chance to restore the lost forest cover it's quite quite worrying when you see some of the images that have come in from over the years so for uh, 
that's what that's what's happening tomorrow green ghana the 10th of june 2022 depart and let's get planting or let's go planting that's our show for this morning many many thanks for listening you heard bernard avle earlier I will steer the ship home. My name is Nathan Kwa. You also heard from Godfrey Akutubuafu and Kujua Akutubuati. Many thanks to you for all the messages that came in.